<laughs> well, we appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not too attached. So. No, I don't really care. <laughs> Whistlers. Yeah. <laughs> I was more excited just to get out and do it. Like oh, I, right. I've never cared who. Like it's the best when Keith li said he listens or James said he listens, and it's like you guys just don't make any sense and piss me off. <laughs> like good. Yeah. <laughs> There is a part that is somewhat calculated that it's like just doing the liberal thing of just being so sure. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and just ignoring the like glaring existence of other perspectives. That's that's good that you said that because even like the, after the first one, Jerry li listened to part of it. He's like, what do you guys think? You just know everything, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I think you guys should stick to playing guitar, I think. <laughs> like, yes, that's the response. <laughs> Turn the radio back on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hit the Clapton button. <sighs> the radio knows what you want. <laughs> it knows everything. Just like the TV. Just like the TV. Just the TV. Uh, oh, man, dude. <sighs> yeah. Just the, the family discussions of just like just devolved to the point where you can't even bring up anything anymore. <laughs> well, it's great if you just stick to things that aren't political. Right. If you literally talk about the things that you love together as a family, <laughs> it's fine. Well, that's wholesome. Right. But as soon as it's like, you know, I was listening to Maxime Bernier, he's the leader of this fringe party in Canada. It was just like, silence. <laughs> Record scratch. You what? That's so weird. Maybe it's just because I'm an only child of a mm. single parent. I'm so comfortable talking about anything <laughs> at anybody. So That's awesome. Clearly. Yeah. I've had some very strange conversations with people. <laughs> all different aspects of life. Right. I think that's the way it should be. I remember very early on you saying to me that you were like detested small talk. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It hurts. It hurts. I think we were saying on the last one, it's like the weather is like the ultimate small talk. Right. It's like it's literally completely useless. Yeah. How, how's the air touching your body today? <laughs> right. Oh, same as it was yesterday, but a bit, a bit of a colder way than last time. <laughs> right. Bit odd. Yeah, I, per I perceive it differently. I went brr. <laughs> That's right. I haven't no, gotten novel noise. <laughs> right. Yo. I haven't gotten brr in like six months. <laughs> Is this gonna keep happening? <laughs> and then that just naturally segues into the climate change conversation. All right. And the new normal. Oh man. The climate change stuff isn't going to go away, and it's so annoying. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it, it, 
it's re it's a religion for people. That alarmism shit that they can't do anything about. It's a cult of talking about the weather. <laughs> totally. Climate, the climate change alarmism is, is, is exactly the cult of talking about the weather. Which there is something to that, where you're talking about some shit that you can never control and you don't fully understand. Yeah, like I, I don't understand if we had our hands on the wheels of industry and we're worried about the frost coming early or whatever, but it's <laughs> never that conversation. No. It's never like we're in command and the portents are not very good for like <laughs> yes. the years ahead. Right. And like we're aging and we need to make sure we have succession and that we can pay the land taxes and all that stuff. It's oppress the people who are farting too much. <laughs> right. It and is make like... sure they know that it's you oppressing them. <laughs> Right. It broadcast that message wide widely. Yeah. But it is that. It's like they want it's just like it's such a gas for those people to talk about those big giant problems that they could never solve. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching I forget his last name, Jaron something. Lanier. Jaron okay. something like that. Sounds like a millennial. He's, no, he's an old tech guy from, oh. from like the 80s and 90s okay. tech world, but um, he was just talking about how the internet is ruining society and stuff like that. And <laughs> okay. Sure. Um, he stated all the evidence that we made the measures for. And, right. Uh, we decide whether they're good or bad. Um, but his like his thing was like we need to get the get back to the reality of worrying about climate change. <laughs> Oh no. What? <laughs> yeah. So this big giant invisible thing, the internet, is ruining our lives. How about this other big giant invisible thing? It was just like that uh, that picture you sent me of that liberal professor acting like oh my God, the liberal dude. agenda is the entire world. Dude, was that not the best thing ever? <laughs> we don't teach liberalism. We're not objects. Here's a list of objects that we, <laughs> <laughs> we talk about. And it's like, okay, fine. I wasn't even against the, the, the you know, the implied argument there. Yeah. But just like, that, but that's how that shit works. They, they throw in that egregious reality skews left. Oh yeah. It's like, and what? The, the kind of, uh, the implicit, the implicit not you in there. You you wouldn't know, <laughs> right? What we're talking about because you're uh, you're not us, right? Right, you but you understand. And that's when you said that that it's like Munchausen by proxy. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and and I'm doing a lot for the people that I can help. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck, that was egregious. <laughs> like that was really bad. And I, it's like I saw that tweet a few times in some predictable people's Instagram stories. Yeah, it's just like you guys like. Well, I don't care. I mean, it's again. I'm not against some of that, but <laughs> reality skews. I know exactly like the reaction someone who posts that type of thing would get from speaking to me about mm. just about anything. <laughs> It'd be over in ten minutes on, on a daily basis. Like, I don't talk much about my job, but I'm generally like concerned about people's like the things that actually affect people's lives. Right. Not like physical danger, but like actions having consequences 
So the things like, I don't know, things that are so abstract, like, right. um, well, most, most scientific things, to be honest, are so right. abstract that right. they're just a waste of time to obsess over. Uh, yeah, I think that's totally true. Is that Mike rubbing on something in your shirt? It might be the shirt. I can put it in my front pocket. Like the actual mic? Oh, the mic. Capsule. Oh, yeah, it's on my chest. Okay. Flip that over. <laughs> Fuck, thank God I had headphones. Yeah. It has been two hours of shh. <laughs> I was on the wrong side. Yeah. Uh, like, it's been how long since there's been uh, a theory of evolution? Right. And we have yet to, like, scale it down to a personal level. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, do you remember when we did it? We did a moon cast, and it was, like, the coldest fucking day ever, and we went to Horlack Park. Yeah. And at the end, I said something about evolution, and then you said that evolution was, like, the, the retelling of the Christian myth. Right. And I was like, but then it was over, we were done, and you're like, see ya. It's <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so then for six months, I was trying to work that out. Oh, I've told you the answer to that like five times over text. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, what you're saying right now that we haven't scaled it to like a personal? So yeah. it's just like this grandiose metaphysical thing? Yeah, but like the mechanics of it, like the, I guess the, the ratios mm. of factors in it are almost exactly the same as like your, your garden myth. Um just the idea that there is a um, there is an ideal that is figured out mm. through um, action against what you would think would be normative and that propagates forward into a new paradigm so um, Adam and Eve the snake is evil but it's kind of an abstract evil that's a part right. of Eve right but also a part of the garden um, it, it turns the tree of life, the fruit of the tree of life, into something like supernatural, um, which can't exist technically if you, that's like the lesson of it. Right. But since it was seen that way, the punishment was to be cast out to create your own garden. Right. So it's like the duality, the good and evil of having responsibility to be the god of your own garden, but also forsaking the garden that you were given. Hmm. And that's evolution. Gotcha. Right. I liked when you applied that to the office. Right. That was fucking inspired stuff. Yeah, it's a... I don't know. I'm starting to get bored of it and wanting right. a new myth. That's fair. So I've been doing a bit of searching. and found a random website where a guy was linking, like, ancient Roman... Um, uh, like, Olympus myths... Okay. To uh, the movements of uh, of the planets in the sky, mm. and how, for example, the the example I found was that um, in the myth, um, Zeus or Jupiter is attracted to Venus, um, but they have like a push-pull relationship. Mm. And every now and then, Mercury like gets in there and persuades her and like attracts her, mm. and there's like a, a balancing of the orbits of those three planets that reflect that story. Wow. 
that's something we could all get behind because it's it's not grounded in well it's grounded in something physical yeah well i guarantee there's many um like uh, i don't know tv show storylines mm. or whatever that are doing almost that exact thing those greek myths and stuff as i had mentioned with uh like crowley's influence mm. on hollywood those uh that just exposed all of it. It's just, there's a puritanical aversion to uh, any other religion than uh, Christianity, mm. especially in Canada where people are being exposed to those things, but they just like, they don't go deeper because it's not what they've been taught. And the only thing they can, they can learn is what they've been taught. Mm. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, it's like the it's like that evolution is what you talk about that notion of evolution. It's like it's not being necessarily allowed in some yeah. ways. You can't play with it. You're not allowed to have mastery over it. Right. Stay here in the garden. Yeah, it's perfect here. Right. And of course, there's people who jump out, and those are like your your tech billionaires and stuff like that. <laughs> right. You find out later that they were doing all sorts of freaky shit. <laughs> Right. Or your musicians and all that. Yeah, but it, sometimes it seems like that. But when you say the freaky shit, is like that's that would be part and parcel of that. Yeah, well, the freaky shit is like the framing of it, but it's really just right, right. world traditions. Right. <laughs> it's only free. Yeah, it's only freaky in comparison to. Yeah. So you have to wonder if you're just purposely being kept out of it. And if the kind of reflex that you've mm. learned over the years is just keeping you from accessing the things that the people who are influencing you have full command over. Hmm. I think that's true for sure because the average person, what it sounds like you may have stumbled into and what I think I did too is like where you could begin the process of becoming whole and healing whatever yeah. is right down the avenue where the where the trauma, where the issue, where the right. where the darkness lies. And the average person won't go into that. So then the problem never gets solved. Yeah, and then you're just jumping from trauma to trauma right. because the, 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 the dam bursts, basically. Right. And the, and the best of the best get, get paid, like you were saying, like a psychologist or a fucking liberal professor who claims not to teach liberalism or whatever. You know? They're just, they're just pushing that right. They're kicking that can down the road, so to speak. Yeah. Of, uh, yeah, for, for money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like, um, I don't know. There's something about the liberal. Uh, obsession of this podcast <laughs> that I'm hoping is like a, a way of casting away mm. the things that I was taught to value right mainly because I found out in my early 20s that those things were just everything that was making my life worse that's fair would you say that there's like it's like that forced uh well, it's, isn't it the, it doesn't it go back to the objectification thing? Where you're just, people are objects? Yeah, and, well, it gets more, yeah. But it's almost like, you know, the idea of, uh, 
of, uh, of irony poisoning. Irony poisoning? Yeah, like if you stay in an ironic mode, oh, okay. sarcastic for too long, mm. eventually you just like you don't feel anything authentically. That's interesting. Right. So if but so if you're in this mode of was it even Chomsky who said like when you're liberal like for liberals there's always a problem. Yeah. Like you're just constantly just miserable about your day, just that like performative. <laughs> it's almost like a LARP of like the Gen X aesthetic. <laughs> you know that like slacker thing where like you can't chew enough gum, you can't, <laughs> you can't wear enough sunglasses, <laughs> you can't like you can't have a spine. Like everything's just always <laughs> everything's falling off your shoulders and stuff because it's it's dad's rags. And it's <laughs> it's that kind of thing. Like all pictures have to be like that. Right. Right, right. It is. It is like you have no spine, yeah. <laughs> like physically. You're just like leaning on things. I don't know. That's when you get you get the sort of oh, you know, doing all this emotional labor is just exhausting. Yeah. Why don't you just like stop doing it? <laughs> like honestly. Yeah. Nobody noticed until you said it. <laughs> right. Whatever it is. Making fun of it is like my favorite thing. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Because it's so lame and it's so like allowed to be taken too far. Mm. Just by people who like either want to get laid or are just not thinking about things. They're just distracted and not noticing that people are just talking <laughs> shit. No, I know. It's like you, everything is so goddamn serious. Yeah. And that's why I talked to somebody the other day who, who is that in, so, in some ways, but then she was like, you know, a sense of humor would help. I was like, you know, that's a good point. <laughs> like, you should be able to laugh at all of it. I think that got in lost. In some way. Like, it's very hard to be funny consistently if you're only sarcastic. Oh, for sure. It's seen a... Uh, an interview with Norm Macdonald talking about how he didn't like the Alec Baldwin uh, Trump impression. Oh. He was saying it's because you can't make fun of something if you have contempt for it. Huh. And I think that's pretty accurate and it reflects a lot of uh, what's going on in pop culture. Well, what has been since mm. some point in the 90s. That's interesting. Just hip to be a bummer. Hip to be a bummer. That's why Norm was the best, man. Or one of the best, anyway. Oh, yeah. You can't make fun of something if you have contempt for it. It also just wasn't a very good impression. No, like, and, I mean, that's not what it's about, but... <laughs> I know. That's kind of the thing that turns me off of SNL, is that's not what it's about. Like, mm. ultimately, it's just a, an elitist hang. Right, <laughs> right. And uh, the rubberneckers in middle America get to poke their head in. Right, right. And they kind of like performatively will throw a little bit of shade on the on the liberal side of things with weekend updates sometimes where they pretend to shit on everything. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're ironic too. Yeah. Going after that ironic dollar. Right. It's big this year. <laughs> right. 
It's like, you know, they're wearing jeans under the desk, right? <laughs> yeah, but that, honestly, that fucking picture of that, that guy on the horse, whatever he is, the Texas Ranger. Yeah. Hauling those guys down. That almost seems staged. I know, it seems perfect. It's I, so, like the guy's just got the nice jawline, like he's looking good. Yeah. And he's just got the guy by the fucking... Yeah, the guy is like... The guy getting caught, apprehended, is working his angles as well. <laughs> and like, the, the other guy has like the mask on perfectly somehow. Yeah. You know there was a quiet like fist bump from that photographer when he scrolled through the, sure. the takes of that one. Oh my god, yeah. That is shirt worthy though. Yeah. It'd be great to somehow like fit each of them on like a frame somehow, like maybe have the two. Right. The, the guy on horseback and the main guy on the front and then maybe the guy like running away <laughs> under the arm or something <laughs> totally he's getting away did you actually make the shirt of the guy watching the guy playing bass oh yeah <laughs> yeah i sent you a picture i know you, it was like it's mustard so good, yellow man. yeah have you worn that in public no i don't wear graphic things in public yeah, me neither anymore i don't think anybody would really get it Oh no, I'm sure the person who does my laundry is still wondering what it is. Why? <laughs> this is like one of only two things with a picture on it in my wardrobe. What is the significance here? <laughs> oh, it's the birth of a wigger. <laughs> right, right. Oh, allow you me to educate you. <laughs> you get it. You see, you know K-pop? <laughs> Your <Yeah>. music? <laughs> yeah. Your just give them the full rundown and they would just close up shop. <laughs> yeah, we invented laundry actually. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it actually took me a lot longer. Like, it's so funny how you're laying out these concepts and like I get it and then I just like, you, it, like it still fucking applies like months down the road. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, for some reason, like, the world is just lining up with my worldview. It's, it's fucking way. hilarious. It's fucking me up. <laughs> it is weird when the synchronicity, what do they call it, the synchronicity happens. Yeah. Like, I thought something and then I heard somebody say it the right. next day. And it wasn't like a, a fluffy nothing thought. It was like, <laughs> it took me a while to come up with it. Yeah, I, like I've seen both sides of it, like with and without weed, like uh, in the morning, in the night, with like most of the stuff I send you now is before I even look at Twitter or anything okay. like that. And I log on to Twitter and the first thing on my screen is exactly what I just said. Fuck. <laughs> what? Most of the time I don't even like just say that I just saw the link. I'll just send you the link <laughs> as a receipt. <laughs> right. right. But yeah, it's like, it seems to be like closing close to a like 50% chance mm. that what I uh, what I send to people will be like in the news I guess it's because it's news based but right you can kind of see the trends but then I don't know so much of the fucking like I, can you imagine if you wa if you just watch the news like what your life would be like <laughs> I know many people like right. that unfortunately they don't like talking to me 
I watched Shane Gillis' new special on YouTube and he had this joke about how Fox News is black church for white people. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah, go to war. <laughs> But he was talking is, about. Was this a recent special? Yeah. Okay. Is that somewhat ironic? I don't know. Fox News is so different from Warhawks, as far as I understand. Yeah, I feel like Fox News is probably. Well, this is the whole goddamn thing. Is like you can't get an accurate. You can't get an accurate look at any right wing perspective, other than your own mind. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I, I know. I said it a couple of days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, I don't get it, because the whole time, like, we went to school here, right, and it's just, like, liberalism was the only perspective that mm. we've, like, ever got. Yeah. And then I left school, and I just saw nothing of that in the real world. And, like, the more I got responsibilities, the less I saw that. Right. And the more I saw it, like, actively just fucking people's lives up. <laughs> right. And that's why then it was, like, when I started meeting people who were truly conservative, and they explained to me, like, why guns were important, why they were into homeschooling, why religion, I was like... Yeah. Well, that's pretty reasonable. It's insane to me to be against the idea of being against uh, homeschooling. I don't understand it. I, 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 don't, I don't either. I don't, like, isn't that, like, look, you just have to take one look at, at, at anything in this world and tell me that public education has your kid's best interest in mind. Yeah. I mean, I, I like talking liberals to the point of them saying the world is fucked up and just, like, ending the conversation or whatever, <laughs> like, stopping talking to me. Because, like, everything I'll tell them will be something that's, like, gifted to them by the gods of liberalism. Like, this is the world you're feeding us. Right. That you're supporting. <laughs> and yes, I too agree that it's fucked up. That's why I'm telling you all these things. But like... Right. Just having... Um, delusions about it. Just thinking, just because it makes you feel good, it is good. Right, right. Doesn't help anything. But I, I don't know, the few people it does help they just can't shut up about liberalism, man. They love it. <laughs> they love it. It's almost like a religion. I mean, truly, you, truly, when they took, when they stopped forcing religion on people, you think that desire for, like, all the answers went away? Yeah. And, like, liberalism is a great religion. Like, far-left liberalism. Yeah, like, you don't need a deity... The deity is whoever the last person you saw on your screen was. <laughs> We're all gods, man. Or the last time you connected with someone by also knowing that person's name. <laughs> right. We're all disciples of the of the of the unexistent God. He's moving from like deep eye contact to deep eye contact and just like reciting names. Right, and just like so proud of the of the work that the other people are doing to heal their traumas. Yeah, so ha yeah, so happy to like for them to be to have their uh, privacy disclosed to the public, <laughs> so you know, so you can feel it. Right, there's such a there's uh, man, there's such a performative, not even performative, but 
I don't know. It's pornography. It's like right, right. live public pornography. It is. Well, voyeurism, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, I was going to ask you because you mentioned that you were like starting to broaden your... You, you went to some philosophical okay. discussion about the gays. <laughs> yeah. Because they, they oh, foisted man. a lot of that on me uh, in film studies. Because oh, the gaze is, but I don't know if it's the same. Like, was it like '70s French psychoanalysis or what was it? No, no, it was just like young people talking about male and female gaze and like not not accepting that it's just a part of being in a society. Like looking at people. Yeah, and like what you value. Okay. It's the whole cult of like ugly things are beautiful. No. Oh. Right. Just in a different spin. Uh, it's really, it's really annoying. And then just the implied women like deeper things, and that's why they like gay men. Oh. Um, instead of it being like a, um, just the natural selection thing, that's why there's more female ancestors and male ancestors. Ancestors, mm. that's their role to sort out the wheat from the chaff. So right. Ultimately, um, it, it means that the beautiful things are selected for. But uh, hmm. now, because they've chosen an ugly way to do things, more likely that more people have like a Hitlerian view of ugly things, <laughs> where it's like those things need to be eliminated, right? Uh, without debate, without trial, or anything like that, which is the opposite of what they're saying with words. Mm -hmm. But like all their actions and all their references are saying, men need to be eliminated, <laughs> right? Which, as you said, was it's apocalyptic thinking. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because it kills diversity. Right. <laughs> We're on our way to the monoculture one way or another. Yeah, seems like it. I had to help the reporter at City News last week put together a story about the school in the North End called Prince Charles School. Oh yeah, and it's Yeah, okay. And it, so you might know that it's one of the only schools at Edmonton that offers a Cree language program. Oh, okay. But it's named after, whatever, the colonizer. Yeah. <laughs> and so she sends me there at the end of the day to start interviewing parents and ask what they think. Nobody gives a fuck. That's the most important thing that I took away. Yeah. Is that the average person doesn't give a fuck about the issues. Oh yeah. One guy said, "Oh right, because he Prince Charles was on Epstein's island." <laughs> I was like, "Holy fuck! I wish I was rolling on that." <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so great. That's a whole podcast. Right? <laughs> oh, for sure. It's so funny. Um, it's the screeching minority that. Well, yeah, that's why this podcast is great. <laughs> So many people are taking that screeching minority seriously and they don't realize it. Right. Right. And then, but I've had people who say to me, to my face, like I'm campaigning, they're campaigning for city council. I talk to people, what do they care about? Their house, their kids, their bus stop. Yeah. You know? But ultimately the thing they'll action on is the thing that the hot person that they saw on the screen was yeah. talking about. Because that's the thing that's sticky. Right, 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 right. It's like, also the thing that's not unsavory and like isn't, isn't like a reflection on their like 
worth as human beings, like <laughs> your bills and all your shit. If you can like pass that off and worry about something else, you'll do right. that in a second. That is true. That is true. There's always that, yeah. Maybe that's where the shirk comes in, where it's like, what's the one thing that I can just like really throw it all behind and feel good about it? Well, then you're just doing the exact same thing. Who? You. If you, whoever's going after shirk is like your monolith to live under. <laughs> True. It's like you have to, yeah, exactly right. You have to just distance yourself. No, I think we're in an era, especially with the new age of syncretism, where you're supposed to just sample everything and not be committal. Mm. And then the death rises from within you right. as you overconsume. Right. That's totally right. Syncretism is like the synthesis of different schools of thought, different religious traditions. Yeah. Which is how the Western world was built. How dare you? Whether they, they say it or not. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right because we were we both agreed that like the depth of the human soul is infinite. Yeah. Like you think Mark Zuckerberg didn't think of the potential of Facebook uh, exploding in India or something like that? Surely or he that did. He bought WhatsApp for no reason. Right. There's both money and value in accepting other people's religions <laughs> and power. Because oh, yeah. then you can just, everybody who's not paying attention or doesn't understand that that's the game, right? You just play them like pawns. <laughs> that's the fucked up thing. That's the fucked up thing. There's all these people that think they're somehow like, whatever, making a difference, yeah. are just getting like used up. Oh, yeah, like all those people in Afghanistan, all those NGOs. Just got abandoned. That's so. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> like there's Pete. There's American citizens over there that was just like the last flight out of Kabul and they weren't on it. Like literally, that's what a useful idiot is. Right. They're just propping up whatever the government was doing that was high value that they made sure got out or got like closed up. <laughs> and then they just fucked up and left all those Yo. people there, fighting for the cause. The you know? Oh yeah, the cause. The cause. The real things, you know, the climate. Refugees. <laughs> you know women in Afghanistan can't read, that's why I'm here. Wait a minute, what the fuck? <laughs> now you can't read. Yeah, now you can't read. Well, he's <laughs> got a, a message from Joe Vlad. <laughs> See, the thing is, you you can't, you have, now you don't have to read. You, you can't read, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. You're not going to read, Sharia. Just don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just <laughs> whispering on the phone to people at man. <laughs> I just heard some shit about how they, they thought they drone bombed some some terrorists, some ISIS K unit, and it turns out it was just like an American government worker and his whole family died. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what? Yeah, just running it back to 2007. I know. Uh, but they let Biden go up and say, oh, no way. What are you talking about? And then, like, after the weekend, the general comes out, yes. Uh, <laughs> See, the people who get pissed off at us would not like us laughing about such a situation. 
I mean, but again, I say you are the one voting for these things to be happening. That's some people are actually better <laughs> than other people. Oh, even if it's just in context, <laughs> in certain situations, <laughs> you might not want a certain pe person at the wheel. Right. And I know for a fact every liberal I know knows one person that they absolutely hate, and that will, <laughs> they will slander to the end of the earth. Absolutely, that's the scapegoat constantly. But everybody else is super nice too. That's so true, man. It was Donald Trump for a lot of people. Oh yeah, as I said, he was their dildo <laughs> the longest time. A hundred percent. Big orange dildo. Big orange dildo. I said, wow, that's a big dildo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. I saw another interesting infographic posted on liberal Instagram where it was like all the major parties in Canada decided voters yes i would vote liberal and then would you vote biden or trump and it's like of course the three main parties they're all voting biden and then the conservatives are split yeah it's like that's well that's that's where canada is oh yeah for sure. it's skewed completely to the left non-committal right fake and gay <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's the phrase that the youtube algorithm found in the last moon cast and was like you're dead <laughs> you are dead we tried. We gotta go onto Patreon then. <laughs> no, I think it's coming. Court some, uh, <laughs> court some red scare fags. <laughs> Dude, did you listen to the premium episode of Come Town yesterday? No. Oh man, I won't. I won't spoil it, but it's art. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, I'm like simultaneously back in like 2018. Okay. And uh, like a week behind the regular ones and I, I don't think I, I don't think I've heard a premium one in a while now oh. <laughs> it's just a, I'm trying to keep it as fresh as possible because right. it's like one of few good I, pieces of content it's true you don't want to overdo it for sure I just love the whole aesthetic of like we don't need this show we're fucking millionaires <laughs> steal it if you want Right. And they just like play. Uh, they just played like an entire Bob Seger song and like made fun of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God love those guys. Yeah, I don't know. I'd like to know how they made their money. Well, making a shitload of money off Patreon, right? Yeah, well, it, I mean, it doesn't really seem as simple as that. Because it's mm. only happened that way for three shows. Hmm. And there's like a million Cometown clones that have come and gone mm. in their respective cities and shit. Just doesn't fly. My theory, because it's the most funny, is that, like, Chapo is just a CCP for uh, friends. <laughs> totally. And because, uh... I think it was Nick lived with the Chapo guys that okay. he just got part of the deal. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. You don't think it's because Come Town adheres so rigidly to just like not giving a fuck about what they say? Yeah, no. But, no. If you if you go on Shout Engine and you look at some <laughs> of the fucking podcasts, okay. on it, it's a it's a whole market, it's a bubble. That's where you are on Shout Engine. Yeah. Yeah. Is there people like they're just out and out racists or? Oh no, 
Okay. <laughs> I don't know. You have so many like liberal reflexes. That's ridiculous. <laughs> where are the racists, Devin? <laughs> where are the, ra where are the It's just a bunch of homophobes there. Yeah. I know what it is. I know what it is. What? They're what, saying. You yeah. You, you just next. To <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Huh? Is Black Busker a cover for for some kind of? <laughs> why? Like, why is it black? Nation of Nation of Islam shit. Like, is that what we're doing? <laughs> Um, no, it's just like anybody <laughs> with the podcast. Right. I saw, I came across one that was just like an obviously recovered alcoholic, like beat writer for a local, nice, like third tier baseball team oh. and his friend. Give me that. It's just like, that's what it is. And that's where Cumtown came from. So. Right. From the depths. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. No, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe who knows? Fuck. Who cares? <laughs> Stop trying to redeem them. <laughs> I don't want to anymore. I hate it's called them. Come town. <laughs> right? I know. You have to not intellectualize that shit. It's like just let it be. <laughs> what was the Andy Murphy quote of Richard Pryor? When people laugh when you when you say what you say. I don't know. Tell Bill to have a coke and a smile and shut the fuck up. <laughs> a smile on a coke and shut the fuck up. It's Eddie Murphy Raw, which I suggest you revisit. Oh, it's been a long time. Is that if, that's if the think, If you think today is racist and homophobic, <laughs> let me tell you about the gay 80s. <laughs> the raging 80s. Is that where he's in like the red jumpsuit? Uh, yeah. Right, With the yeah. Dark background. Right. It's been a long time. God damn. Yeah, I first saw that when I was like eight. <laughs> and it was like a curiosity thing, and then it was right. taken away from me. <laughs> Very quickly. And I was allowed to watch it later on. And like, it was funny, but I certainly didn't understand the cultural context of it. Right. And now it's just. Might be the funniest thing ever existed. Oh, it's possible. But was he homophobic? Huh? Was he homophobic? <laughs> <laughs> was he racist? Was he racist, man? Hey, man, was he discriminatory? <laughs> hey, I heard that joke about Rocky. <laughs> The Italians were a marginalized class of people in Philadelphia. <laughs> so, I don't know, but I don't really think that's very funny. I don't know what kind of moulinon you think you are. <laughs> but eggplants aren't allowed to joke about Italians. Italians, Eggplants. Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> and... The, just another thing about the boomers that annoys me sure. is they lived through all that shit. And now they're right. like, I'm still hip. That shit was racist. Baby <laughs> Gerald. <laughs> Baby Gerald. But you laughed at it. You fucking laughed at it because you were it was that fun. culture. You're in the cutaways to the crowd outside the arena saying how much you love it and you want to suck his dick. <laughs> but now. Oh, the boomer faith in institutions is is and the sort of easy come easy go morality yeah it's hard to deal with 
Like that's what you want in a wife, just. <laughs> it's true. Just defending you to the death, the worst shit, and then any like evidence to the contrary of your godly image, <laughs> you just like shut, just shut down, <laughs> stop talking, put sports on. <laughs> yeah, God, if you could find someone like that, you'd be. Uh... <laughs> I'd be a despot. You would be in your own yeah, house. Just get the Kim Jong-un haircut. <laughs> Suits every day. We're going to get to the top of this hill and I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah. Make a right. Yeah, I guess. Like, we're heading towards Southgate. Mm -hmm. I don't know what kind of nature is up here. <laughs> we'll find out. You're about to find out. Well, I had an idea about nature. Um, and I guess it's just like an ambition for later years, but right. once we're all in the net when we're just like Just in a constant state of doxing each other, right? Like that <laughs> that video of the two guys in New York flipping each other off Except it'll be phones and we're just tweeting like disclosures of data <laughs> To other people I can't wait He sniffled <laughs> He cleared his throat when he looked at me he touched his nose, the motherfucker. Like just not actually looking at each other, just in AR, just, <laughs> just passive aggressively sending, sending images. Uh, it's coming. Once we get to that state, it would be nice to have like parks where like okay. the electronics are jammed so you can just have like a dark space. That'd be awesome. Look like, at that. That's like. This is why we came. I know. <laughs> I don't think we've ever moon-casted in full view of the moon like that. Full moon. Full ass. Big corn energy. <sighs> Which one's the moon? Which one's the moon, man? Did I get it? I don't know if I got it. It's impossible to take a picture of the moon. A fucking iPhone. Yeah. I mean, it matches the quality of uh, <laughs> of the content we're putting out right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yo, I'm trying to see the moon, dude. <laughs> What's funny is there is an audience for this. <laughs> we just gotta get there. Um, and I do suspect that it's not a, a male audience. Oh man, <laughs> really? Eh? Which is. Because oh, we're you getting back to like the female gaze thing. <laughs> okay. It's just there's always just that that one broad <sighs> who's just willing to say, "Oh, but he has such a deep soul." All right. And I think the like the other side of that coin is, sure, he talks a lot of like conservative bullshit about <laughs> liberals on a podcast that doesn't reflect what he actually feels right. and <laughs> obscures his personality for I see. public view, but. He's so, he's so deep in that way that he's dishonest. <laughs> they misread our dishonesty for depth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For, for Johnny Depth. For Johnny Depth. <laughs> the Johnny Depth podcast. Pop your collar, son. This is it. <laughs> oh, my God. Johnny Depth. <laughs> Johnny Balls Depth. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. That's going to be the fork of our podcast. There it is. 
This is the Johnny Depp Podcast. We're balls deaf into your psyche. <laughs> We're teaching you all the things you probably already knew. <laughs> Johnny Depp. That's fucked. <laughs> it really is. It really is. It like... We need to abort that idea. Oh yeah, get <laughs> get that out of here. It's an abomination. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe what what you were suggesting was like we're we're appealing to some woman's like animus. Oh yeah, well that's what it is. Right. That's like just somebody with a nasty personality who's just looking right. for the perfect nasty vessel to like <laughs> actually be able to have action from all those words and realistic logic and, and emotion wielding <laughs> but really it's just like a blind rage that the guys the guy gets into because he was molested when he was 14 or whatever because <laughs> he right. was just too hot to handle right he's just misunderstood as he punches holes in the drywall every day so then she just pokes at him right. constantly with provocations that, that kind of dynamic. Right. That's what we aim to... Really healthy stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I always love this phenomenon of just all the different signs together. Oh, yeah. It really makes... Uh, <laughs> really gives purpose to the grass, you know? Well, it does. It also kind of reminds me of graves. <laughs> totally. This is where your ideas go to die. <laughs> Do you like the red one or the blue one? Or perhaps we could get you for a very good deal. <laughs> nice blue and orange. This this is the last plot on the right. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> right next to the pines. That's where you want to be. Leave it to a liberal to sneak one last one in here. All right. Tariq. Wonder if you won. Who cares? Who cares? Honestly, I wasn't even gonna vote, and then I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. <laughs> Ran over there. Didn't even look at the ballot, just made an X somewhere. <laughs> I can't relate. I've never done it. Never voted? Never it's done awesome. It. It's theater, man. It's just more of this it's more of what we were talking about before. I remember like trying to do my civic duty after <laughs> graduating school right and just the mental work it took me to imagine that these people were talking about me <laughs> in any way 100% the mental work that it took to even imagine that they were talking about you dear moon hi moon I don't know the words, but it's a good song. That's, that's what we need more of on this podcast. Ode to the Moon. Hey, you get me that Johnny Depth, that Johnny Balls Depth <laughs> concept? I'll sing to you all day, baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? Nice and raspy for you. Nice and raspy. How about we fuck on? <laughs> We're sorry, Cyrus. We didn't mean to. We fucked up. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I got work to do. <laughs> this is the worst metal music. I don't think I could find it, but at some point Cam Goss did find that song and oh, really? sent it to me on YouTube. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Can't you read? There's a cowboy riding a cock and an arrow pointing to it with my name. <laughs> just do a come town and just play the audio of a trailer park, boys. <laughs> totally said. <laughs> Look, somebody's gonna study this podcast. I want to get it on that like that podcast review show. Like, <laughs> what is this podcast or whatever it is? Okay, is that a Just thing? Unironically, analyze our ramblings. Oh man, I don't. Send him this one. No, this one is this one is honestly so bad. At some point. Some po- we don't. We still don't know what their names are. They didn't introduce themselves. At some point, one of them suggests that they start a podcast called Johnny Balls Depth. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that sounds a little bit misogynistic. <laughs> At that point, I just had to turn it off. <laughs> Good. We give this one a five out of ten. We wouldn't recommend it, but we didn't listen to all of it. So, what the fuck do we we'll, know? We'll be fair. We're the fair people. <laughs> We're the fair people. So we'll just leave you with uh, the remainder of this episode, 40 minutes of, of uh, advertisements from the fine products that we use all the time. Stamps.com, everybody. <laughs> I was going to go with Blue Chew. But oh, nice. Blue Chew. Chew it and do it. Should we hook a right here? Sure. Man, that 24-hour fast, I stretched it out to about 27 hours. Oh, yeah. By the end of it, I was on the moon. It's good shit. It's the best. The strangest thing since I quit weed was, like, the way I can get high in in other way easier ways. Oh, yeah. Like, just not eating or lifting weights or something is way more obvious somehow. Yeah. Yeah, and... But that to me as well as it, it really pronounced the depressive effect of alcohol. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. So that was fun to play with, just like really getting down in the dumps a little bit. <laughs> right down seeing, in the Seeing how far that goes, which is not very far. Eventually, like, it goes as deep as your floor, and then you're just riding right. around, <laughs> both physically and, like, metaphysically. There's, like, there's no depth to depressive suffering. It just persists. Interesting. Uh... There's no depth. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. You can hit bottom real quick. Right. If you're paying close <laughs> enough attention. It's not that far away. Like, if you combine it with a fast where you're, like, hyper-aware. Right. And then, like, have a drink, which I did once. <laughs> Fuck. Which is, like, one of the main reasons why I don't drink anymore. It's just that, like, pure, pure Depression. experience of, uh, of alcohol. That'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, yeah, on, okay. like, a 30-hour fast and then just have, like... A big shot of whiskey. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or a couple two sixes. Or a couple two sixes. Just being with yourself. Ugh. Um, yeah. Don't recommend. 
No, but uh, <laughs> it was it was a time. Well, you ha I think you have to do it. You have to know what the bottom looks like. Yeah. Well, for some reason, I I just wanted to know over and over, and then I just really didn't ever want to be there ever again. No. But you have to have had to thought. You have to have thought through. Okay, if I hang myself off the shower rod, then what? Who's gonna find me? And then what's that gonna look like? <laughs> okay, yeah. well I don't think I can do that. It wasn't the alcohol that did that to me. I, I was there before the alcohol. But, okay. Um, yeah, both of those things are just different versions of the same thing. Right. Really, a lot of it, I think, especially in men, the like suicidal thing, mm -hmm. is just like whiskey dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally. That's so true. It just like it just gets into your brain and then like the whole world knows. <laughs> and you can't like you can't logic your way out of that and you're just like there's <laughs> more and more just no no, no it works. Just all just <laughs> just getting the fucking like the gout from like all the fatty foods you're eating and you just like can't articulate yourself in any way. You are hundred percent right. People overcomplicate being a man to the fullest. It's like if you can get and maintain a hard erection everything else is fine yeah <laughs> yeah and there's days when you can and it's great and then when you can't yeah what you said you just become like a shrimp yeah you just become quasimodo this is the first thing with the bright garment on is just it's everything to you could be a couch could be a couch you're parking that fucking couch there's a ring in the bell just with no surrender nothing happening oh man just the worst just just painful buzzing just painful just consonant buzzing no harmony no just just one bell just ringing over and over oh, ultimately it's just your fucking heart just pounding it out is. of your chest like because you're panicking <laughs> i know plus yeah you've worked yourself into like yeah 300 beats per minute yeah because depending on how fast you were drinking you hit that like that manic height like real quick and the rest has just been a free fall to that like that stable bottom that you know so well because you exist there but this time <laughs> you're just slapping it right you're hitting it hard and bouncing yeah <laughs> and depending on how you can take the liquor you can either pick yourself back up and keep going or you just wallow Ugh, man and unfortunately for me, I never get hangovers, so I was able to just like be there just for weeks on end. <laughs> I can't believe that. Is that like, what is that? I don't know. I don't know. Because every so often, the average person has a moment where they remember, okay, liquor is the devil. Like, it is a spirit. It is a demon. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you never... Still love you sitting on the ground cooking eggs and bacon after dollar dress. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that was. Insane. I don't know why I had such resi resistance to it <laughs> in terms of after effects. But yeah, eventually it was just I realized that I was just playing with something that wasn't for me because it's supposed right. to fuck you up. That's what it's made for. Oh, yeah. So it's not my it's not calibrated for my being. Hmm. Did you ever get to the bottom with weed? Like, because we did, we did that for me a number of times where it was like, I was looking into the abyss. It did with edibles. Mm. So I just don't do edibles. Okay. That's good. 
and uh, like the edibles put me in a similar face that uh, mm. in a similar place that like food binging does like oh. gluttony oh. Um, huh just yeah there's a point when you when you eat too much um, <laughs> and it's like it's within a short-term memory of the last time you ate too much and it's just really disappointing <laughs> it's just like existentially disappointing that right. you're like fighting back vomit <laughs> and it's like yeah. chewing too much i did all that goddamn work and i'm not satisfied yeah in fact i'm Spent actually all that money <laughs> right in fact i'm actually now just gonna go into a state of like ill health yeah i'm gonna hope that this comes out in shit right I'm gonna hope for shit. <laughs> yeah, that's where you're at. I'm gonna hope that I shit. And I hope it happens soon. Right. And honestly, even though it would be unpleasant to, for it to be an emergency, <laughs> I know that the only way I could feel completely better is that is if that happened right now, if I shit myself. <laughs> that's the problem. Man. Most successes are like that, but yeah, I never got it from smoking weed. Okay. I always felt like I, I weed did something different to me and i felt like liquor did too a little bit but like with weed it was like i just could not function after a little bit <laughs> right couldn't look people in the eye couldn't even breathe properly <laughs> like, so many wasted nights you okay man <laughs> okay hey we're all gonna do you want to oh, okay i'm gonna well, I definitely greened out a couple of times, but I don't know. For some reason, I don't regret it. Usually, I just ended up in a dark corner, like, sitting on my own lap. <laughs> just, like, with my head between my knees right. and just, like, waiting for the spinning to stop. Right. But, like, while that's happening physically, I'm just, like, just, like, just plumbing my memories into, like, right. memories of when I was five or whatever. Right. It's like, oh, I used oh, to love shit. toys. <laughs> I remember toys. But outside, I'm just, like, fucking just vibrating. <laughs> That hasn't happened in a while. That was usually like when somebody had a special joint. <laughs> like they cleaned out their grinder of all the crystals. <laughs> For sure. <coughs> just like, yeah, like a oh, fucking half a gram of just the yellow dust. Yeah, and it just smells like what you'd imagine, like ashes from a, a, like a, a corpse. <laughs> smell it. Like it's just... It's good for you. Otherworldly. <laughs> Remember there was a phase where we were getting it from some guy on a motorbike and it came in like a can, like a tin can, <laughs> like a tuna can? Yeah. It's like, yeah, that, that's, and it, oh my God. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, like vaporizing it really right. changed the experience completely for me, like having mm. a good filter and vaporizing it and then right. it's just a clean experience. Right. You're not getting that... Yeah, the dirtiness. Yeah. The... That's the next best thing for me, like, to having just super expensive strains. Is just taking it in as clean as you can. Right. Yeah, I always remember feeling like vaporizing was way more tolerable. And you could just, like, go to the fucking limit without... And then you just maybe fall asleep. Yeah. It wasn't like you'd go to the limit and, like, you know, lose fucking motor control. <laughs> yeah. Remember doing the bucket in your apartment and just immediately going to sleep? Yeah. <laughs> the, the fucking laddie bucket. The laddie bucket. 
Just half tobacco, half weed. <laughs> Just in your fucking huge stock pot. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Yeah, that was like the throes of writer's block for me, those oh. those errors. I was just trying to get out. Not surprised. Which was stupid. Because no. I was just like weeding myself into a coma and then not <laughs> able to function physically. <laughs> so then I couldn't play guitar. <laughs> so that's just like what it was. That's awful. You gotta what? play guitar on the way up. Yeah, totally. And then you edit on the way down. <laughs> not the other way around. No. No. Oh my god, no. Trying to do like hard mental work on the way up. You just fucking, I don't know, the front of your head just blows out. Yeah. That's why it's always a wild card to pull out a guitar at a party. Because oh. you don't know what direction you're going with your highness. <laughs> no. You really, you really you get, shouldn't. Then you do get it. four bars into the song and you realize you don't know what chords are anymore. Oh, man. That happened a couple times. Like people are gradually starting to turn and look. It's like, fuck. <laughs> I can't stop now. When you realize for the first time what the song actually means. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Dude, that happened to me at that baby shower. I was like, why am I singing this song right now? Jesus. It's like, I should have found something more uplifting. That's the thing. That's like the energy you need for like private writing and you're just oh out in public God, doing it. That's just... I fucked that up so bad, man. I, I, I waited all summer with such anticipation and then oh, the man. night of I just fucked it up so bad. <laughs> I've been there, man. So funny. <laughs> just realizing you have nothing. Nothing. <laughs> but, then, but then, okay, and then put the guitar away for like a month and then pull it out this weekend. I'm like, oh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. I feel like people would enjoy this, but that's the trap. Yeah, that's the trap. <laughs> people would enjoy this. It's like nobody would enjoy this. Nobody actually likes music. <laughs> right. God. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. I remember that one night, <laughs> your dad just kept pressuring me to play. Oh, no. And I was like more than a couple drinks in. I was more than like not having any songs to play anybody and I just played a Christmas song. Right. And it was like the only thing I had. <laughs> That's hilarious. And then I tried to play other things and I was too fucked up. <laughs> it was things I knew so well and it was just oh, like no. I couldn't get past like the fifth bar. <laughs> and I couldn't stop saying fuck. It was just yeah. Just and people don't understand that it it's not that easy. It's when impossible. You, it is. And like when you're on the top of your game and maybe one night in front of everybody you make it look easy. Yeah. And people, oh, he can do that. That's why they put people on stage so you're like 15 feet away from them so they don't see you like... <laughs> Dying. Yeah. They don't see you fucking just letting yourself down. <laughs> actively letting yourself down. Totally. That's why like film like frame rates are like <laughs> a certain way so you're not getting a perfect representation of the life you're capturing so you don't right. get those micro moments of horror <laughs> it's just a nice fluid movement yeah you don't ah. get that, that like micro grant micro micrometer of like cheek movement that <laughs> tells you that that person just thought of like their dead relative or something <laughs> in that moment it just pulls you out of the whole thing right just like man humphrey bogart was just so cool yeah look how he smoked on screen that's why everybody hates the guitar guy at the party because they're just seeing the self-indulgence up close. Right. 
It's it really is true. Oh, so that's what that's what Handy uses. Ugh. You know what else he probably does with that hand? Yeah, that's <laughs> disgusting. I hate that. Too much he enjoys it. <laughs> Stop <Okay>. looking at me, <laughs> dude. Oh God, look at him. <laughs> just looking out at the people and just seeing someone like avert their gaze at you. It's awful. Oh, that is the worst. Or when people kind of shuffle in their seat and then you clearly can tell they look to their partner and say, well, we'll go after this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's getting embarrassed. Oh, pfft. the best ever was when Sam put all the handful of like empty beer cans into the recycle yeah. <laughs> as I'm in the middle of a song. Yeah. <laughs> well, you motherfucker. But also, fair. I mean, it is fair. It's, <laughs> it is fair. It's so fucking, it's so weird, man. Performing is ridiculous because everything that's mechanical is happening behind your body. <laughs> it's true. Like if you get, like, for example, if you're high on weed or whatever and you're just like in there riding the vehicle that is your body while you're performing, right. you can like lose yourself and just be like stone-faced and then just not have any like <laughs> connection to the material at all. I'm just going through the motions. Just off, like, writing a grocery list for yourself in the middle of a song right. about, I don't know, human connection. <laughs> you said that to me before, where it's like you're, you're, in some way you're performing the song, but in the other half, in other way you're like not really. Yeah. Like the song is just kind of coming out of you. Yeah, it's so weird. Like that's what my podcast is. Like I'm just mm. replaying the day's emotions while I'm playing guitar and like the two things aren't exactly connecting and they'll like <laughs> catch up to each other. <laughs> right, that, oh man, that's fucked. When you're just like expressing unconsciously and then you tune into what you're actually doing. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. And then like coalesces into a picture of like your idea of something that you hadn't thought of before. <laughs> yeah, I guess the problem for me was that I don't do enough performing. So then I think I can do it. Yeah. And then you remember what hell it is when you're up there doing it? Oh, man. It's like, oh, no. Yeah. That's, that's how you understand that divas exist and, like, need oh, specific, like, humidities and, like, temperatures in the room because, like, anything can throw you off. If you get thrown off before a performance, that can oh. throw you off for, like, the rest of the month. Huh. And if you have more performances to do, then that's, like... And then you're... will mess you up. Right. You're in real danger. You could also understand how someone would get addicted to like life on the road of just touring and performing. Yeah, because you just run away from your embarrassment. Right. Every night. Oh, I can do it better next time. Thank you. Oh, fucking, fucking stupid, fucking. <laughs> I can't remember. It's A. It's A. It's A. It's A. It's A. Just heading out. Thank you, thank you. It's A. It's A. A. Go to the. Go to the A. Hey, <laughs> just, like, just a mirror behind your eyes, just just berating yourself. It's A, it's A. Great show tonight, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Maybe that's where they were going through all those rock stars, and they didn't even remember all the all the children in the backstage. They're just <laughs> just crying about their terrible performances. That could so, be it. Some of those live performances are so horrible from back then. Oh, they should man. not be released. Yeah. Just at 200 BPM. Just cocaine to the max. Yeah. The drummers are like the only ones keeping it together because they like live that way. 
that you can just hear the fucking the sinews of the arms of the rhythm players just fucking just snapping to try to keep up. That's I was fuck. That's funny because I was thinking about. First, I was thinking about the whole transgender anima thing, and then Aerosmith came on the radio. All right. I was like, "Fuck!" Like this is objectively well, not not objectively, but I am enjoying this song. Yeah. But then, like you remember, <laughs> what it took that's, to get them there. Yeah. But then we were talking about like the freaky shit. Like, is the freaky shit like having children backstage? Is that necessary? Probably not. I don't think so. And no. I honestly think it's Certainly just like not. an industry pressure thing and maybe right. it became fashion and then it became an expectation. Right. And enough people got in positions where they're in control that they like propagated right. that. Right. But it's just like nobody stopped it. That's the point. That's why you bring it up. It's because <laughs> we're still in an era where people are like 50 plus years later where right. people still think that it's okay to just not talk about it. No. Like, of all things, to talk about, like, Eric Clapton being racist when, like, literally the person he was sitting across the table from, like, kidnapped a child for, like, a couple of years. Right. And, like, right. And the parents were like, oh, okay. <laughs> Seems reasonable. She really, she really likes that guitar music. <laughs> right. It's like Elvis and Jerry Lee Lewis was, like, rock legends yeah and like where are the survivor stories from those people like you don't get it <laughs> like, <laughs> who made it out because maybe you're right maybe it was like they don't even internalize it as having been a bad thing no i don't think so but there's that scene in that eagles documentary where it's just like a fucking bathtub full of budweiser and a lot of young girls and they're just up against the wall like we fucked up <laughs> they look so cute from the stage, but right. they're 40. <laughs> right, yeah. Don Elliott is just like doing coke off somebody's ass. Yeah. And the the like meeting of the lyrics of the song is finally like dawn on them. Right. Like, this is an old man shit, and I'm just about to be exposed to it. Right. Take it easy. <laughs> it's gonna be inside of me. Oh no. Evidently. Take so, it easy. I, I, I was on the fast lane. <laughs> I remember there was a, a rock writer who described an Eric Clapton solo as a cock ripping through panties. Oh, right. <laughs> what a disgusting thing to say. I know, it's horrible. Because it's a beautiful solo. It's so annoying. Is it the blues breaker stuff? Yeah. A cock ripping through panties. Right, because that's typical of, of how that works. Like, he just left out the word my. My panties. <laughs> a cock ripping through my panties. <laughs> totally. Because you know he's listening to it like, oh, right. Oh, this is like a cock ripping through my underwear, but the, I can't say the that. The full bends on. Oh, he's playing with the third man. <laughs> it's like nobody gives a fuck at all. He's tickling the third, and I feel my third eye, man. Fucking. <laughs> Hippies. Oh man, just the, the worst. <laughs> like I, I completely understand being a music fag, like you were saying, just like <laughs> just enjoying something in the most childish way, right. like just, just, just extending your body, just, <laughs> right. just loving something. But it's, there's something about writing about it that really just makes me cringe in like a creepy way. 
Oh, 100%. I think we were talking about that last time going up the stairs there. It's like, certainly whatever is in that hierarchy of beauty or like even utility is like, it's criticism isn't in there. Oh, like no. You thinking, you describing like what you think about the guitar solo. Yeah. Nobody gives a fuck. There's a reason it's a guitar solo. Yeah. Like, you could have just stopped and, hey, listen to this. And then, and then you leave. <laughs> you might enjoy this one. Go back and listen to it if you want to. But, like, to have that moment of, like, connection to need that, <laughs> I'm not sure it's... <laughs> I'm not sure 461 Ocean Boulevard is the thing that you want to be uh, crossing swords over. No. Because Clapton was, like, lying on the floor drunk for half of those takes. Yeah, because, like, they're going through it. Like, the, right. Like, I'm... I've written songs. There, there are moments when you're like that, and you feel like you're just like a part of the universe. But like, right, ninety-nine percent of it is just not just working so hard that you don't fuck it up in front of people. <laughs> and it's just, it's so pragmatic and right. Way. Working so hard that you don't fuck it up in front of people. I hope this neighborhood isn't a dead end. I'd be unfortunate to have to walk back. It might be. I have no idea where we are. No, me either. I know there's a golf course, but I don't remember what direction that could have been. Oh, where's the moon? Oh, nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. It's over. Sweet. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, fuck. Well, maybe. Oh, it's there. What the fuck? It's over there, man. Why is it in that direction? <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. Um, I mean, I guess we could just go in a circle around this neighborhood. I'm completely turned around. I thought the moon was on our right. Now it's on the left, man. Oh, man. I thought the moon was living in Trump's America. <laughs> now I find out. He crossed the floor. It's a libtarb. Beep. Boop. <laughs> He's a libtard boop. You're still on the moon now, it's just libtard boop. <laughs> it's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> Wasn't that in like a gym? Yeah, it was the most bizarre piece of kayfabe. I guess it wasn't kayfabe, it was quite real. Maybe it was, maybe it was a plant. Maybe. I like to imagine Vince McMahon just like anybody he encounters with a, any bit of charisma just like sizing them up and seeing like <laughs> if they could make it. Apparently that's what he's like. Is he? I wonder where I heard this but it was like going into a meeting with him was just like the most intimidating thing ever. <laughs> oh, I love that. You're fired. Just because there's very few things that like I'm passionate about in that way that I'd like want to be that powerful in regards to the domain. <laughs> it's right. inspiring that somebody like has is that something outside of them and their family that uh, that's that much. Right, and it's like on one hand the most clownish shit ever. Yeah. But on the other hand, he's probably like a billionaire. Yeah. You can't really judge. It's really had an effect on like the the culture of the country and the world. 
Yeah, well, I find it interesting when you talk about how watching wrestling all those years made it easier to spot the performative aspects of other the other parts of the culture. Yeah. It's like, obviously this is bullshit. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's so much of that. <laughs> like, obviously the guy with the fucking horned hat in the, in the Capitol building is an actor. Like, obviously the, the rally on the 18th was going to be full of feds. Of course they were going to have a clone of the horned hat guy. Did they? Yeah. I didn't follow anything to do with that. It's like if Spencer's Gifts had made like a That's Halloween a... costume out of the shaman. That's what the guy was wearing. <laughs> totally. I could see that being a thing in some parts of the world. Some parts of the country where you can just be the horned, the horned protester. Oh, I'm sure that exists and he tried to get rights for it or something. <laughs> That's how he secured management. Right. In fact, I think somebody should be that for Halloween. I guess that did happen this year, didn't it? Yeah. 1-6, man, never forget. September alone has been like 15 years. I know. Why was July like a year ago? <laughs> I don't even remember. July was like just horrific for it's me. It's so crazy. And now it's, yeah, September is just crawling. the Eskimos game the other night they did dueling pianos at the halftime show did they really? oh, what did they play oh summer of 69 don't stop believing oh uh, okay shit like that but there's such a delay from the coming off the stage to the rest of the stadium that I couldn't hear what the pianos were doing right and I'm up there shooting it and all I can hear is this fucking guy playing the keys that's just like that slapping sound right and <laughs> He's just, he's just smiling away, playing it. I'm like, holy fuck. Like, I can't hear anything this guy's playing right now. Yeah, man. Outdoor live music is not a friend. Nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Du <laughs> Dueling pianos is also, I like, I don't know. Everybody loved it. Like, people were eating it up. Yeah. I mean, it only takes a little bit of artistic experience to have that, like, veil broken. <laughs> I think that's it. And then you, you just enjoy things and you don't cringe ever. Right. But, like, once, like, the more you do artistic things, the right. more you, like, feel all the pain of actually making it happen. That's, uh, that's exactly it. I often think about, like, well... Like, what do people who can't play the guitar at all, never even touched a guitar, think when they hear, like, a guitar solo? Well, the cheers when, like, Santana does his, like, pull-off thing is a good indication. <laughs> right. Like, literally something you do when you first pick up the guitar is, like, what gets the most applause. Dee -doo, dee -doo, dee -doo. And then he does it faster. Right. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Free table. Yeah, good table, too. Good table. Podcasting table. It is. I'm doing a video episode tomorrow at my house with a guy. Oh yeah. I'm not sure what the shot's gonna be. Like I guess we'll just sit on the couch. Like we like not on the same couch. Right. Like you when you came over we'll just kinda like face. I don't know. Right. Gotta do it. Yeah, you gotta figure it out. Yeah, figure it out. Yeah, I, I don't know the philosophy of like low shot count video mm -hmm. and like what works. Right. Yeah, because it will just be, there'll be no cuts. <laughs> it's just going to be a wide shot of me and him talking for yeah. 
fucking four hours. He likes to talk. Well, that's like, helpful. Well, it is. He's a good guest. He's all about my freedoms. Yeah, I thought about that a lot. I, I just don't. I don't understand what works with video mm. and what people want to watch. Because I generally, like for my entire life, I'll put on the video and just walk away from it and just listen to it. <laughs> I know. But I'm doing it. I'm thinking it more from the algorithm's point of view. Yeah. I mean, you've got at least like two or three streams of your podcast that you could make into YouTube channels and just try to mm. hone those into audiences. True. Yeah, so this will be the next step in that and see if it changes anything at all. I think, I suspect that there's a certain package that YouTube is trying to deliver to the world mm. and that certain tropes are popular because that that's what they want keep eyes on the platform right so like they love reaction things they love unboxing video mm. game streams right so anything that could like hint at that kind of structure i think will be fine hmm. yeah it's that kind of like immediacy access thing where it's just like person doing the thing yeah like, i it's think it's not... telling that like joe rogan left youtube hmm. and that they didn't put together a package for him I don't think that's a... <laughs> and like Jordan Peterson had wanted to like move university lectures to YouTube and that didn't happen. That didn't materialize. Even after the pandemic, it's not really happening. I can't believe, yeah. I almost thought that would be a revolution in like second, uh, post-secondary education. It's like just make it available to everybody. Yeah, I mean, they were always available to everybody. True, true. And really, <laughs> honestly, it's like been proven that the shit doesn't really move the needle unless you have a job lined up exactly for what you learned. Right. Oh. You still have to go into the world and learn how to be in it. Right. Right. And that's what you were saying, right? When we started, it was like, <laughs> all that specialized knowledge is great, but it is more about, well, you need the application. Yeah. So, so many jobs, it, it seems really obvious to say, but are about doing work. Right. Not about expressing your knowledge or right, inventing things. And that's why like post-secondary is really just an extension of, of like the public education where it's like they're just mining for that next useful idiot who can just keep kicking the can. Yeah. Like where's that next Egyptologist who can teach more people about Egyptology? Yeah. Just feeding itself. What was that shit you sent me about public schooling in Prussia? Where it was basically oh. just like cadets basically like just you know getting people ready to be become soldiers yeah the prussia uh, picture was about cadets and then there was another one i forget what the middle one and one was but the third one was like the chicago board of education about mm. how they wanted to produce uh, good citizens who work and keep the um the country's machines grinding away right and that should be the purpose of education <laughs> to have chattel basically because it is telling that they like there's next to no education about like taxes or fun like balance and like just living a balanced budget yeah literally anything that anything. applies to life how to like schedule your life how like what's like how to you know anything you name it how to conceptualize the like changing of your position in society right um 
as you also change your position in your family right. towards having a productive and healthy family of your own. Right, Just right. Nothing. None Just of that. Just stick you in a room with a bunch of people who also don't know <laughs> what any of that is. Taught by some traumatized fucking person who just got off the cock carousel in college. Yeah. And, and he's now going to tell me how to live. Punish you for acting out because you don't know what else to do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then... And then put you in mixed classes with a bunch of people who are just pure hormones. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that there's something to that for sure. Which way do we go? I don't have a fucking clue. I think we got to go this way. Okay. I've never been here. I don't know where this is. I, I was kind of hoping this would be like <laughs> an identifiable main drag, but it's not. Fucking. Fairway drive. Fairway drive. That's a golf term, isn't it? Like, I don't understand why the moon is there. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, this is 119th Street, so we're bound. Yeah, we'll eventually just come back to where we started. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. And I liked school so much. Right. I was good at it the whole time. And then, like, as soon as, like, I had to pay rent... It ceased to matter. Yeah, and like <laughs> all the things, or many things that I was protected from as a kid were just things that adults were just dealing with on a day to day basis. Like, <laughs> just the trappings of modern life, like what we talk about on this podcast. Right. Like, what, do you, what are you supposed to pay attention to? Like here, I, here right. I thought that they had like all the answers because they were protecting mm -hmm. me from it, but like nobody had any answers. Nobody had even thought deeply about it in a way that could be like communicated. They were just most people just live out those things through their relationships, right? Like that's just because I have this like impulse to write. I need to understand it, or else I just get destroyed. Thinking right. about it too much, right? Well, feeling about it too much. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta put it into some some kind of a language and get it out of you. Yeah. You to animate it. Mm. Animate. That's why that Bjork song is so important. Mm. Throws inanimate objects um, off a cliff and listens to the sound they make. They became animated by her tossing them off. Mm. And she's tossing it down to herself. Yeah, there, that's interesting because there seems to be... That was always my memory of, of school, was like it was just so... Everything was static. Yeah. Like the knowledge was static. It was like you either got it or you didn't. Yeah, and then somehow it seemed like certain people had like a command over it, but really it was just like... A speed difference. <laughs> of like how, how fast they got it or like if they were exposed to it before and that seems so important to overcome well that was really it <laughs> speed difference the whole thing's yeah 
that, and that's like what we were saying with like homeschooling is like people people who entertain the idea of homeschooling are like kooks but also if you fail <laughs> Doug told me some story about these parents that tried to homeschool their kid and the kid basically won and broke them <laughs> and, and now the kid's in control and it's like well now you're fucked yeah but would you want to put that onto somebody else I don't know onto a failed institution run by a, a failed incompetent government well, I don't know I'd say both of them are doing pretty well considering the <laughs> scale of the debt and the amount of people who are willing to go out and vote for it again <sighs> true true I was trying to metaphor it into something a bit more profound with the Bjork thing mm. if you'd allow me to please you'd hold back your cringing about girl things because the ISIS myth is something that's, <laughs> that we're actually living under okay okay um we, well if you know anything about it you can consider the matriarchy that we've been living in and that the west is built over as the mother nation um that maps way better to the Isis myth than it does to Osiris and Horus. Mm. And set. Um, but the like the unconscious action and all the like rebellion about it is very, very Osiris. Mm. And set the balancing of uh, the god and the god of the above and the god of the below. Mm. Um, the Jupiter and Hades and all that shit. Like, those things are kind of just happening anyways. But what, like, what we're contributing to and what we're being controlled through is that kind of actualization of ourselves. And we're being run through paths of, uh, of, like, tests to separate ourselves from ourselves. Um, mm -hmm. Because the tests are coming from outside. It's like in the song when she says, um, I go through all this before I wake up. Uh, before you wake up, sorry. Uh, so I can be happier to feel safe with you. If you look at the like components of self that you give up by letting someone else explain something to you, you're not, you're not doing the job of animating things for yourself. Hmm, okay. So... The idea of the song is you go through all this ugliness and like casting away of things that are useless in order to demonstrate that you can have command over them and you can turn them on and off whenever you want. Mm. So your lower self, who's your former self, who didn't know that you can turn them off whenever you want. And then you just repeat that cycle over and over. That's a cycle of learning, that's the story of Isis. Mm. Who represents the society that Hor or that um, Horus is born into to save. But okay. ultimately, is Isis taking in the Osiris um, dismembered phallus <laughs> and uh, and rebirth and rebirthing Osiris through Horus, who then saw things. So, without that like self cycle mm. of learning, you're not able to birth the part of yourself that sees things from the top of a mountain, throwing things off the cliff to yourself. Mm. I could do the same thing with the Osiris thing, but it won't map nearly as well um, to it than the female path does, because we live in the matriarchy. You think so? Yeah, I know so. Okay. 
all of our the majority of our ancestors are women right the selectors yeah that's their job and ultimately it's our job to do it to ourselves that's why it's important not to have a transgender anima right you got to maintain that you don't want to find yourself singing like <laughs> I want to fuck ballads <laughs> And just knowing every note of them. <laughs> that's interesting. Oh, you said Aerosmith. Sorry. Well, no, that's that, that's exactly it. I mean, the song is "Dude Looks Like a Lady." Right. But you think about any of their like songs. Who is the audience? <sighs> I couldn't even tell you. I suppose it's. People that look like Aerosmith. Their target audience? Well, I, I don't know. Do you think it's do you think it's men who are animus possessed or anima possessed? No, I think it's women. <laughs> like most artists. Really? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Yeah, I guess so. I guess when you think about it that way. <laughs> they do most of the spending. Like, that's the one thing about the male gaze that they get right. And I think it's just they're choosing to be negative about it. Hmm. Um, and what is it they said specifically? Well, that it's all about the physical form of the females right. and that... It's not about their function or their worth as people. They're just like window dressing for the men's adventure. Right. But it's just like there's two sides of it, right? And this is why I think the Isis myth um, works better because there is an actualization of self that ultimately comes with a big feminine component that has to do with the evil inside of you that's just a manifestation of your larger self. Mm. But you need to accept right. that duality is inherently feminine. Polarity is what kind of cleanses you of your rough edges so you can become a self that is whole. Um, and the idea of the male gaze being strictly about conquest completely like mm -hmm. ignores the point of procreation, how that's a sorting process, mm -hmm. and how the idea of the physical object being embodied by the male presence is almost exactly what I was just saying about the ISIS men. Damn. So just like how the, the whole, like female gaze part of it um, like looks down on the people who are objects of affection or objects of desire for men. Mm -hmm. Those are like the two sides of the same thing. Um, looking down and looking up either at it being worthless to be objectified or at it being so important that it encompasses your whole life and everything in your life has to do with beauty and all those mm. feminine things that only women care about. Because <laughs> ultimately the male gaze is about what comes after that body, what the transformation of the two connection, of the two connecting is. Well, that's true. Like, the duality is the two separate, and then you create a third thing. 
That's what the male gaze is actually doing. Yeah, and then the female gaze is like looking at yourself from being an object and looking at yourself as you are now, having depth and then creating a third out of yourself. And those two mm. massive things are how one person becomes a whole person who isn't like pathologically <laughs> using people. Mm. But of course, pit them against each other and you can get lots of data from people as they watch it. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> Ultimately, what you're describing sounds like a lot of hard fucking work that most people just aren't somehow equipped for. Yeah, and I think the algorithms like do the like shortcut it for them so they don't have to do lots of hard work. But I really think a lot of the dysfunctions that are going on <laughs> have to do with people ignoring it. I worry that we're going the wrong way. I thought the same. <laughs> yeah, because we're going south away from the away from where we want to be. I think I know where we are now. If we cross... Uh, well... The park is that... Because I can see downtown. Yeah. The park is that way. Yeah. But I we think we might have to cross to just get on the sidewalk. Sure. Did you read, where did you read about the ISIS myth? I just like cobbled it together from a couple YouTube videos and okay. Wikipedia and getting the gist of it. Okay. I honestly, getting explained things is the worst way for me to learn. Okay. It's like as I just explained, if I'm not able to play with it, then right. I'm never going to understand it. Yeah, you have to, right. Especially if I'm going to apply it to modern things. Like, I could just be a scholar and read it word for word and recite <laughs> you the exact story, but right. then it would be a lot harder to map it into something that's actually practical. Because ultimately, the myth doesn't matter. It's an oral tradition, so mm -hmm. you get what you need out of it in context. Another thing that's missing from the male gaze, female gaze thing is the context of us being in a society and needing to actually keep it together. Right. Another well, example of that is don't have race riots in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> Which I think we're far enough away from that to actually say, like, how stupid was that? Accomplished nothing? No, I really... But I don't think... <laughs> Especially when, like, you're fighting against buildings, not actual people, like, it's hardly a race riot in the first place. It's, a, it's interesting when it's happening and you're just like, okay, you take it for what it is. And then now looking back at it, like, the whole thing felt just staged. Yeah. And again, no, yeah, no real change was ever affected. We tore down some statues and maybe, maybe some neighborhoods and some bus stops changed their names. That, like, that whole, like, May to... November of last year was like was very disappointing to witness hmm. <laughs> just like I don't want to blame it on liberals because I think <laughs> the people of all types who didn't just outwardly condemn that are, uh, are at fault for, for it but it was just so embarrassing especially Especially now in context, knowing like 
Christ at the border and what those people were running right. from. Right. Just the the scale of human trafficking that seems to like rise exponentially every time there's a new report on it. Right. And literally the wealthiest population of black people that has ever existed <laughs> decides to throw their toys out of the crane. <laughs> no, so is it... Right, but... I flip-flop back and forth between, like, conspiracy... And I forget the other word, but where it's... It wasn't as though it was a, a conspiratorial thing that was staged, but it was just, like, a really good exposure of the way of the state of things. Like, people just had to act that way. It wasn't like there was some grand narrative. It seemed like there was a lot of people who needed an excuse to act out. But it extended right. beyond, like, just the stir-craziness of the lockdowns. It just seemed... Mm -hmm. It's very liberal to rub someone's nose in it, and it seemed like they just rubbed society's nose in it. Uh, no matter whose nose they were rubbing in it, just everybody needed to feel it. It just felt pornographic and gross. Mm. It really did, and but everything was so heightened, and <laughs> I felt like people were like, "Oh, because we're forced to fucking work from home and we can't go go to the gym." Well, it's it's actually okay if we just let these people rub our fuck. Like, yeah, it's okay for them to take glee in finding the the next black person who was killed by a cop and broadcast it out. Right. That's what I've been calling animus possession. Right. That need to, like, over-explain. Hmm. But there's no point. I mean, he <laughs> was talking, yeah. but... Well, that's what it's about at, the, at this present moment. Ultimately, people can turn this podcast off. Right. Putting it on, like, the front of every news item. Having people kneel right. it before every single, oh like, God. sports event. The iconography of it is the most disgusting. Yeah, it's like... Everybody's being forced to... What's the word? To kneel. <laughs> yeah. Take the knee. I guess that's part of the reason why Shirk was so... Was such an interesting concept to me. Just the idea that right. there's a group of people who just absolutely outlaw this behavior. Again, it's like, I can see the use in that. I don't, I'm not, like you can see why that might be <laughs> thought of. Because look where, it, look where it leads. Yeah. Really, it leads to chaos. But I think I had to understand the way in which, like, the secular society, so-called, is really not secular. They just changed the... They just changed the fucking... Where the attention is going. Yeah. Yeah, they only have a few moves. Righteous indignation is, like, <laughs> the main one they go to. Sometimes I think we give humanity way too much credit. As much as, I, as much as we say that the individual human is like a universe unto itself. I think there are fewer actual humans than we're led to believe. Hmm. You think there's just a bunch of NPCs? Yeah. 
It's possible. I'm more convinced of it every day. <laughs> <laughs> it could be that we take our own greatness for granted, like as individuals. Yeah. But I mean, that's what families are for. They humble you and they also show you that you're greater than mm. just one, one body. It, yeah, it's so weird that... I just don't understand why or how it became demonized to have traditional values when it's literally like what society is made from. Right. Yeah, it's how society even exists. It's literally how we got here. Right. Tradition. It's interesting to think about, man. Like, I don't necessarily mean that you need to be like militant against, no whatever like questions it or whatever but it just seems like you know when you were a teenager and you were at family dinner mm -hmm. and you got your like a bee in your bonnet about something you really cared about mm -hmm. and then you just found yourself talking too much about it <laughs> and you ran out of steam because like your parents were just watching you <laughs> indulge in your like hearing your own voice <laughs> right and usually, like I say teenager because usually that's like you got about 30 seconds of material <laughs> <laughs> right, because you haven't really thought about it. Then the rest is like how much you can charisma your way to the end of a of a point. <laughs> it just seems like that's just been allowed to happen in the public discourse hmm. for too long. <sighs> yeah. And then because it's been for too long, those people now have degrees, so now they really <laughs> like can justify doing it over and over. Right, there's a... And then they get on the news and talk like this. <laughs> Your points are really poignant because they have lots of talking points. A hundred percent. I... You brought up something in the in the text a while back about like the uh, like a hormonal and a dietary component to the way people's behavior is, right? Yeah. And I've said before about the... <laughs> the year-over-year -year lowering of testosterone levels in men. Yeah. I, I wonder if maybe it's a, it's truly like that old thing where it's like, oh, you know, biology is really just chemistry and chemistry is really just physics. Like, what if you looked at it from that point of view from like a chemical level? Yeah. And we're just like, <laughs> like you said, the gen, it's like the chemical equivalent of like the Gen X aesthetic where everyone's just like, like no one's standing up straight anymore. Yeah. In a sense. And, yeah. and then the anima animus thing is relevant there too. I think I try to just remove all these things that annoy me from my life. <laughs> and I find that when I like, yeah. when I actually understand them, then I find it easier to just like mm. change things so I don't have to deal with it anymore. Right. This podcast is part of it. It helps. Well, that's good to know. Definitely. I feel that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's definitely not a way to like make friends and well no and meet people but <laughs> <laughs> no if, if that's what you're after I'm afraid I can't help you there but that, like then again I I wouldn't enjoy it if it was if I just had hundreds of shallow interactions with people uh -huh. that I really felt strongly about 
Like I already have lots of interactions with people. Right. I just don't attach myself to them. Hmm. Well, that's important. It seems like, at least for me, that's the way to go. Right. So, did we come out on the other side of the golf course? Uh, yeah. Okay. Never been here. I don't know if I have either. Didn't even know it existed. I thought it was the river. <laughs> God damn it. assume the river went there. <laughs> oh, uh, I went to a part of the city today that I didn't even know existed, and it's like, Oh, that's not bad here, but it's just more of the same. It's kind of surreal. Yeah, just wait till you travel the world. Oh god, real, really depressing. It is kind of that. Like, <laughs> at least when like we went out last summer and we're driving around like in the mountains and it's just like endless trees. Yeah, it's just like that. In some ways, is depressing. <laughs> not depressing, but just like oppressing. Yeah, it's like there's just like I could die out here. And they would never find me. Yeah. But then you're going along and there's some fucker camping. It's like somebody else is out here. Yeah. <laughs> I had this idea when I was reading about those, uh, uh, the, myth the mythologizing of the celestial bodies. Is, uh, right. stories um, I thought of an idea of if the different eras of man actually happened on different planets mm. and we were just like <laughs> fooled into believing that earth is where it's all been yeah for the millions of years huh maybe we've just been the reason the other planets are not habitable is because we like we're there and we fucked it up and we had to leave and we're just hopping from <laughs> having a planet. Each planet like represents a different way that we fuck things up. <laughs> I like that. I mean it could be. It's a lot more of a colorful way of thinking about the solar system than chemical compositions. <laughs> right, if you see it from a an anthropocentric point of view. Yeah. We, <laughs> it could be and then you get <laughs> It is wild to think about all that we believe. We, you have absolutely zero recourse for if, if it's true or not. Yeah, like they literally made the measures that we measure, right. the rules that we measure the world by. Right. And we've actively seen them change quite a few of them <laughs> in our lifetimes because someone said so. The committee got together. <laughs> yes. That's why I, man, so what do you do with all that? Like, I think what you said earlier, a minute ago was important where it's like, the more you can at least grasp that, then it's easier to just like manipulate things for your own understanding. Yeah. Yeah, like none of the stuff that's like outside of the music I create, mm. I have any attachment. Like I don't have any right. emotional attachment right. to it. That's, that's why important. I feel no problem like talking about it. I don't feel a connection to like the pop culture, so I have no problem talking about how ugly it is. <laughs> I don't feel any need to like protect my childhood visions of it as uh, like a magical thing. Sure. Yeah, I think I still have that tendency, but then every so often I get I slap my own self in the face for 
It's just I met because we're in a pandemic, whether or not you think it's a serious issue or not. And mm. I've just met so many men, especially, huh. who can't wait to talk about the last movie they saw. Oh, God. Um, and like the just the thought of talking about the long term implications of everything that's going on is just so unsavory to them. And it really reminds me of what people what misogynist stereotype women to be like mm. just like not wanting to have logical conversations <laughs> and that's so disturbing to me yeah more often than not they are the ones <laughs> having them well not more often than not but you're saying you see that tendency more in men lately yeah just not wanting to deal with it like, right right just the nonchalance the the Johnny Depp this of men who's just been turned into <laughs> right just love for whatever's on the front page of reddit <laughs> well again i have to go back to just like a real there's a problem on like a chemical level there where it's like why like where's the sense of adventure where's like the the sense of like wanting to impress upon other people your vision yeah you're, you're just you're just going to recapitulate some really bullshit yeah, just the the sheer lack of danger. I think I've said this before on the podcast, but just the the safety porn that has come right. from all this is so distasteful to me. I'm not like I'm a super squeamish person. I don't really like the dirt of like multiple people being together or whatever. But I recognize okay. that like it's a hundred percent necessary for society to be worth anything. Gotta have right. time. You gotta have some shit on the street or piss or <laughs> people gotta have sure. bad breath or whatever. Like it can't just be a fucking sanitized existence. Mm-hmm. That's literally what I think hell would be. Right. Which is also strangely like something like the <laughs> the socialist utopia where it's like everything is taken care of. Yeah. Everything is perfect. Well the implication is somebody else has their hands on the wheel. <sighs> right. Exactly right. Whereas if we could all just get our shitty, stinky hands on the wheel, we could maybe just guide it there together. Yeah. Well, our stinky hands on our own wheels. Uh, yeah, exactly right, exactly. It turns out the socialists <laughs> like to have their stinky hands on everybody's wheel possible. <laughs> right. That's really the difference. <laughs> Do you want... Do you want one set of hands on everybody's wheel? Or do you want just one set of hands on on one wheel each? Who's in control? Who knows, man. I really don't think it matters. The Mm. level to which I've like tested out just doing nothing in the middle (laughs) of a so-called pandemic and how life has just been like better (laughs) the less I do. 100%. (laughs) <laughs> the less I like care about somebody else's panic that's obviously unfounded mm-hmm. but every so often you see somebody driving alone wearing a mask yep. and you wonder yeah honestly like I text you all these things and I'm I'm really going off top. Like, the transgender anima thing is really, like, confusing me. I don't quite understand it. Right. 
because I'm trying to like make it make sense in the Isis thing where the animus impregnates the anima inside the man and then it becomes a full like relationship consummated okay. in the metaphysical form, which is then also a way to complete it in the physical form. Right. And then you come together, but with the transgender anima, I don't understand how that works. I can see how it doesn't work. Because I see relationships that are unbalanced and like the naggy, nitpicky um, feminine part of the relationship and the like henpecked mm. man seems to be what's like mm. most double plus good in society these days. And it works for some people. Right. But I don't really, first of all, I don't care enough to have a unified theory of it. But no, that's fair. I do, I would like to have it in a packageable way right. so I can make it. Uh, somewhat rude but also charming song out of the concept <laughs> right that's right you can understand it enough to express it in a way that was satisfactory to you yeah I need to understand it enough to like get rid of the terms anima and animus right well that's fair I wonder if like sometimes a problem is so big and diffuse that at some point you're just gonna have to choose what it is yeah like the metaphysical answer really isn't there yeah well really what i'm waiting for is like a an emotional cue that i can write mm. from sure and it's not there uh, embarrassing um effeminate man children are not inspiring <laughs> shock <laughs> no i think you're absolutely right about that but there's too much of that man there's Embarrassing effeminate man children. Like that was literally like a three-year trend in Hollywood. <laughs> like <laughs> it just didn't take hold at all. And they just said, "Give me the rock again. <laughs> Give me the rock again. Give me the rock again." Let's show the rock. How about the rock and John Cena? Tim Dillon had this great point the other day about because like. The Rock is like very attractive, but you don't necessarily want to fuck The Rock. <laughs> like they just like took the sexuality out of it somehow. Yeah, I think that's like that's true of the whole wrestling thing as well. Hmm. Yeah, there is kind of that like a castrated or like asexual nature to it. Yeah, that like theater tradition where it's just like you're just using body, like you're abstracting bodies components to like perform different aspects. Like there's, you have physical action, then you have the vocal action of the words right. in the script. Right. The facial thing, and it's just all like camera angles and stuff. It's very, uh, well, it's pornographic, but it's not, it's impotent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, which you might say that in some ways, there's a whole, there's a whole culture of, or a whole, generation or of men that in, that ingested that is what masculinity is yeah maybe and yeah just being safe right safe for women right uh, like outwardly performatively bold but not really <laughs> yeah not really because again the whole thing was fake that's what that's what the johnny depth is that's johnny depth right there We need a little more Johnny Bravo and a little less Johnny Depp. Although I think Johnny Bravo was the same thing. Yeah. Wasn't he just like all hair and chest and no dick? 
Yeah, th- and that seems to be like it's common in like Disney movies that that's like the person the princess like rejects or whatever. Right. They're just too much man. But that's also like a, a lot of the archetypes of the gay man is like the super bloody, very clean cut. Right. Just like almost plastic. Mm-hmm. The Ken doll. Yeah. But isn't that isn't that in some ways an anima possessed or an anima? Yeah, it's definitely a feminine trait that like, right. brings it to that level, which like brings it back to like the Rock and the wrestlers and all the like bodybuilding and all that stuff. Like mm-hmm. all that focus on the body is very venereal. Right. I hadn't heard the word venereal ever used outside of venereal disease. When yeah. you texted that one time, I was like, I mean, the huh. venereal disease is connected. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> It was just a nice word choice. Yeah. Yeah, like, Sailor Road on astrology, but it's got a deep tradition and it can help you understand society a lot more than science can, as far as I can concern. Hmm. Or at least culture. It can help you understand culture, right? Science. Right, right. Because as much as Google uh, and Facebook might tell you, culture isn't data sets. No. And data sets are a relatively new phenomena. Yeah. At least in that format. Whereas astrology is an ancient tradition that is somehow still relevant. Yeah, and it's relevant across socioeconomic classes across mm. the world. It's like comparing hockey with soccer. Mm. Well, how so? Uh, well, they're both sports and they both have their components that are technical Mm -hmm. but they also have components that are cultural and in terms of the cultural component the soccer thing just goes so much deeper into um, many different cultures and connects to so many different people right whereas hockey is very much a seasonal thing Mm -hmm. where only the people who can experience the season can afford to Mm. share it it's also more regional, right? Like more... Yeah. It doesn't have that global appeal. Yeah. And if you look at... Like, I, I stopped watching sports for the human achievement aspect of it for a long time now. I kind of okay. just look at it as a series of actions and consequences. And mm. generally, I look at it in a... Like from a business perspective, more than anything else. Okay. Um, and in that way, it's very interesting to watch a global sport like soccer, because things like politics and culture bleed into it so easily. Mm. And then, uh, with the scale of the money, then you really get to see who uh, who values what, where, and when. Right. It's it's. M- it's pretty apt to be like a microcosmic view of society. Yeah. Even right down to the actual gameplay where like you're saying there's actions and consequences like yeah. Like the whole like moneyball revolution, like when that hit soccer, it, it completely changed sports worldwide. Right. Like down to the the fact that contracts were being um, written based on stats for the first time and the scale of the mm-hmm. contracts are like orders of magnitude bigger than mm-hmm. any American league right. 
um, where one person is more valuable than entire teams in other countries. Well, more <laughs> valuable than entire countries, actually. Fuck. And then you had your era where like the Chinese billionaires were getting into it and that got super shady. Hmm. Where just like all of the valuations of these people were completely skewed just to get them to China. Right. And then the Arab money came <laughs> and that like, that started uh, like, timeline started syncing up with like Arab conflicts and shit. <laughs> Fuck. It's weird how it, it's just like a, it's just like pro sports is really just like a sandbox for billionaires and millionaires. Yeah. But really it's not that surprising because that's all, all it really ever is. Like any form of conflict is just like. <laughs> yeah, there are many you know? forms of slavery that we haven't right. moved right, away right, from right. it all as a society. We just rebranded it. Right, it's like the, the the energy required to keep the world turning is the human energy. Yeah. And it's like, I guess, the, the higher quality of life you have is like the less of it you're giving away for, to the system, I suppose. Yeah, by spectating. Well, right. Giving away by spectating, it's problems there. Like giving away, like <laughs> naming your children after sports stars oh. or whatever. Like, oh my the exact God. societal map to, like, the slaves of yesteryear. Like, they just completely subverted society to, <laughs> again, to, like, trick people into being slaves to whoever's got the most resources. It just happens over and over again. Well, in the words of that liberal person you were talking to, the world is fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder what that's all... Well, I don't know, I mean... I mean, we are animals at the end of the day, right? Like, it's not like it's really not that hard to grasp if you if you think about it. Like, yeah, like honestly, it's fine. The only reason I want to know these things is because I wasn't told them. Uh, they didn't teach it in school. Like, they just told me that these people were rich, <laughs> and it was implied that I was supposed to like grovel to them because right. they were in some way special. And for the most part, it was just hanky panky <laughs> that they didn't teach me in school. Right. Fucking annoying. Could use a little bit of that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, eventually I will have a family, so I don't want to be the person who's just like, oh, the world's shit. <laughs> Stop acting up. The world's shit. Stop acting up, watch TV. The world's shit anyway. Exactly right. You would actually like want to just give your family, your, your children, like tools to navigate it? Yeah, give them a leg up so they don't have to spend their 20s wasted. Right. Trying to learn things they should have inherited right but that's just my specific family thing well other yeah. people's mileage may vary but for the most part like the healthy families I've seen that stuff is just like passed on naturally over the years mm. where I had to just like smack head first into adulthood and just right. not know any of that shit and then learn hard lessons over and over and not have any um, like background or foundation to mm. rely upon so I just had to build it as I went along right which is fine well it you've also done means that like a lot I just of work. have no reticence to talk to other people <laughs> like to 
to allegoricize the bullshit of society. <laughs> I just have no desire to. I'd rather just be quiet and learn mm. or just mm -hmm. say it. Mm -hmm. Be quiet and learn or just say it. Yeah, I guess you've determined a, like a pretty efficient mode of input and output, right? It's like you don't really have the time for the small talk and the, as you say, allegoricizing the bullshit. Because what, what good, it, like, it's just going to slow you down. Well, it's just like... It's not going to help. I am a conscious person, so I don't really have much time for the, like, drive-time radio rhetoric of... Right, right. <laughs> have you, have you ever caught your partner in the bathroom? Oh. When you, when they left the door and, like, just the bullshit. I hate it, man. <laughs> just the horrible things that, like, maybe was... A funny scene in the TV show, right? But is now fodder for like I don't know some kind of <laughs> sociological inquiry into the state of our current society through right funny things that happened on the office 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, or whatever version of that is on TV right now. Yeah, well. Drive time radio rhetoric is right. I I heard that today on the radio and I wanted to blow my brains out. It's like, yeah, we're talking about have you ever been stung by a bee? <laughs> Please pay attention to us. The advertisers are paying attention to this hour. Call. <laughs> Call. Speak. Well, I also think that what you were saying a second ago about having to determine your own way forward or your own systems of understanding because they weren't necessarily passed down is probably what's lost on a lot of people like admittedly I'm of a more sheltered upbringing and when I did have to learn those lessons it was like there was more consequences than maybe there should have been because it was too late right. and I was like oh fuck I might have like made a decision too late and I actually can't go back right so you know, give and take in that regard. Yeah, I definitely think, well, I don't want to blame everything on the, on the liberals, but they've <laughs> literally like laid claim to everything in society. So mm. here they go. Well, they get the blame too. They have to, because literally what we, what we just saw today with that tweet or whatever about the fucking reality skews left. Yeah. I was like, okay, so now you're going to lay claim to the, the entire metaphysical realm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Just the basic way that they subvert the idea of equality is so annoying to me. In like a pedantic way. Right. And so disrespectful to people's intelligence. But uh, then again, people eat it up, so I... Well, yeah, I don't know if it is... Di well, it is, but it also, it's like it works. Whatever, we got... <laughs> We have two listeners to this podcast. <laughs> Doesn't really matter. <laughs> Who am I to say? But, <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Um, the idea that uh, um, equality of outcome is the preferable, like, utopian view. Right. Doesn't make any sense in a world where obviously not everybody has equal opportunities. And yeah yeah equalizing the outcomes literally just it's the exact opposite of what you want to do 
if you want to like <laughs> make people fulfilled in their lives. Exactly right. Because like you can, you just make a hard boundary and just make sure everybody smacks into it, and then everything's equal. Right. That's exactly right. It's like the yeah, the equality of outcome. Okay, great. It's all equal. But like, who says that that is? Who says that that's the pinnacle? Yeah. We're I, all just on the plateau together now. Great. It's just conveniently equal, and there's still tons of rich people. Well, who also have something to say about where that where <laughs> that boundary is. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why I always did find when you could, when Jordan Peterson would drill down into that idea of the hierarchies, that that was really useful. And like, that's why he got serious about that shit because that, it's like our entire reality re regards those hierarchies like that's it. Like that's how we understand everything. Yeah. Yeah, I think people genuinely didn't know that that's like how they were viewing the world. Right. <laughs> and when people and when it was like the, the whole thing of like well there's discrimination in our culture it's like yeah that's how the culture works yeah <laughs> this is literally how we're moving forward every day right like, yeah, you, like have, you, you chose to go to bed you discriminated against right. wakefulness and now tomorrow is here congratulations right right that was like my whole thing back in February when I spoke with that with that one person who was pretty pretty woke I guess pretty like progressive yeah. and I just then I had to think about it for three straight days and then I finally just my response was well so what it's like okay yes we discriminate things are unfair lead us down the path where we might do something about it then well they can't do it because they're ignoring context and they don't know what context is context is so important <laughs> it's really if true. you only taught people in school what context is and how it changes <laughs> like if that's what like mathematical logical structures were we're like itemizing context of social relationships then we'd probably be like a, a Vulcan society <laughs> just like high technologist like super intelligent society but as I said like just the animus possessed right over over explaining things just to avoid the context that negates everything that has been said. Mm. Like, men are bad and they're um, antagonists to women. Mm. Ignoring the fact that men are necessary for women to even exist. <laughs> and vice versa. Right. That there needs to be a balance. And then the best you get is, or from what I've seen at least, is well, women also do bad things too. Yeah. It's like, well, this is a productive discussion we're having, isn't it? Yeah. Can I see your boobs now? Like, it's just, <laughs> that seems to be the feedback that is being given. I don't know if it's what's courted necessarily, but, and then they go and complain more. I just don't understand. Right, and maybe that's why evolution is such a long process, or not evolution proper, but just like any form of uplifting in societies, because... It's all just a happy accident. Well, yeah. It's like one in a million might truly do the work of making a difference, and the rest are just the fucking, as you say, useful idiots. Or I believe that, and I, I feel like I live my life in a way where I try to at least not be a burden, and then... Mm. 
if I do that enough, eventually I'll make a positive difference in some, in some manner. I don't necessarily have to know what that is or get a prize for it, but mm. I just try to stay out of the way. That's interesting. For the most part. Yeah. That feed, that's, that's like all part of the pornographic nature of the, and the performative suffering and, and, uh, and moralizing is like, you need me or you need to be, uh, you know, validated in your efforts. It's like when really, if you just didn't think about it, maybe then you'd make more of a difference. Yeah. Like if you just were unconsciously you feeding into the world. Which is what most people do. But unfortunately, I think, like, the personality style that most people have adopted in culture has led to the unconscious part being very antisocial. Hmm. Like, Vacan's theory of the secondary psychosis or whatever. Okay. Where, like, all of the evil happens when you don't know it, and you're mm. just, like, desperately searching for the right... Uh, personality to like fit the right perspective of whatever place you're in like you can never stand on your own mm. the, like borderline thing right right and then any like insult that like takes you out of that search puts you in a place where it's just like reptile brain <laughs> is pure evil right and I think that's where like the reputation of violence comes in mm. When you start going at the throats of people? Yeah, like the animus possession. Mm -hmm. Just like anything. Any insult and it's just like you're just publicly tearing down <laughs> the essence of that person's being like with words. <laughs> Man. It's actually been a really freeing and almost joyful experience to have in the last maybe six months taken on like a I would say a higher perspective on things and to not feel bogged down by all of that shit that we're talking about yeah and to just be like excited to talk to people just to hear their perspective but not but to know I don't have to take it on as my own right to just go to play the game and then know that like I played the game and that's all that mattered yeah, I think people have a threshold for that and they need to like keep it up. Like you need to meet a certain amount of people or experience a certain amount of perspectives just so you can be whole. Mm -hmm. Yeah, know, like like the, the questioning like erodes or whatever and mm -hmm. everybody has like a different like, boundary for that. Right, I think, yeah. I, the other, like I think it's a neurosis thing. <laughs> like the coping with neurosis sure, and sure. How, like how much of that what percentage of your thoughts are like damaging to your psyche <laughs> and how much you need like other people you need to hold other people's ideas and not be damaged by ideas right in order to accept that your ideas aren't going to kill you then you can live with yourself another day <laughs> personally I don't experience that at all okay well yeah because the ideas seem to flow pretty freely yeah I have no problem, like, having a stupid thought and living with it for as mm. long as I need to to understand it. I don't need to, like, have a stupid thought and call myself stupid while I work <laughs> myself through it until I understand it. Right. 
that's actually pretty accurate for where I think I've gotten lately. And part of it, man, just think about the freedom that you, like, as free as you are in that way, intellectually, if you do end up quitting your job in the future and, like, doing some form of whatever it is you want to do on your own, or you're beholden to nobody, and you don't have to worry about any, like, your reputation is solely your own, Yeah. like, then you'll just fucking soar. Yeah, up a mountain, probably, <laughs> living as a hermit. <laughs> well, fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I spent a lot of my youth just accepting other people's um, perspective on me. Right. And, like, taking it on and, like, just wearing it. Like, if right. somebody told me I was a certain way, I'd just try it out for, <laughs> for a week. Yeah, I am an asshole. Unfortunately, people have, like, there's only so much that people... Um, you say like I can't remember the last time I heard something novel about me that like, um, <laughs> came out of nowhere that you actually like agreed with or felt like was true or no that was just interesting mm. it was worth like exploring okay um, to see if maybe that was something could be teased out because ultimately <laughs> like I, I'm moving towards like performance as a profession right so to know kind of how I can stretch my myself and get different angles and stuff is always interesting to me. Yeah, I guess that is. Truly, you might want to know what people think of you if you're going to be a performer. Yeah, and, and it's like perfect because I don't, like I'm not injured by it. Ah. Uh, For the most part, I find it funny. Must just take, some people might never get there, you know? Yeah, I do think some like personality things are fairly robust even if they can be kind of useless but like right just generally just finding out where my natural rea reactions to things were like mm -hmm. having like a single digit uh neuroticism thing like those extremes are valuable to know about yep and then then i realized that every like most neuroses i was able to like go back and like realize that most of them were just inherited and I was just being empathetic to other people huh. and taking them on and that's freeing because then you can just be yourself absolutely and you can turn that on and turn it off once you realize what it is Whew. yeah man if you can get to the point where you can <laughs> you know the source of all your personality traits and you can manage them and if you can then circulate and manage your energy yeah and then you could be a superhuman and just find a place where you can just be perfectly natural right and not have to feel those things that's ultimately i think the goal of psychology but it kind of turned into a a bunch of like a series of toxic relationships between different kinds of narcissists <laughs> quite possibly Right, the goal of psychology, I guess, yeah, you're right, it was to like help people sort out all the disparate threads in themselves, but then it was like the people that were administering it weren't necessarily, like there were times that I would go for counseling and like then he would say things, I'd be like, fuck, like I don't, I don't think that was really right or helpful and was actually kind of like <laughs> regressive. Yeah, I did a bit of counseling and there's a certain amount of, like pushing that you need to go to do yeah. to get like people to reveal things yeah 
I guess that is true. Maybe that's part of the tactic. Because, like, I, I'd imagine most people who are in therapy are somewhat neurotic. So all you have to do is, like, point <laughs> at something that they're insecure about, and then they'll right. spin out, and then you get... Oh. <laughs> then you fill your hour. <laughs> you get all the data that you need right there. Yeah. But like, well, when I encounter that, I just get mad, first of all, and uh -huh. then I have to, like, explain that what they're doing is not effective and it won't help me uh, and then it becomes a different conversation because <laughs> it becomes their insecurities and suddenly the, yeah suddenly it's flipped back on them it's yeah like, oh, and it's like excuse me i'm just trying to help you i'm telling you you're not helping me <laughs> yeah so you need to find a different tack it's like you you and it, usually it's some kind of like you statement about me <laughs> And it's very clear that it's meant to like hurt my feelings so I get into that neurotic place, but I don't have that. I don't, like it's, it's so like far down in me that's like, right. It, it takes, no, I, I don't think I've ever had a neurotic spin out where like I needed to control the outside world because the inside world was so oh, toxic. I don't think I've ever had that. Like I never had panic attacks. Okay. I've had like nerves and stuff, but not based on my, like myself state it was mainly like based off feeding other feeding off of other people's energy of their like nerves and their like change of behavior when they're nervous interesting just being empathetic but it's an extreme case and i understand <laughs> fair enough other people might not like that wow. that's why i thought for a while that i should have just gone into acting because i don't really like <laughs> like the audition process like I guess you do need neuroticism to like push you through so you can be a high performer or whatever right but I think so because don't you have to have some sense of like what the abyss or what the consequences etc would be yeah I guess it like pressure makes diamonds so you have uh -huh. to kind of pound yourself into form man that moon is bright hey yeah like just Oh yeah, fucking crazy. Big corn. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then there's just like this inexplicable little section of like, it's like hoodoos. Yeah. Pretty cool. I used to not like this time of year, but I've since now, I don't know what a ridiculous thing to say, but there was always something about early fall that like made me feel sick. Oh yeah. And then like mid and late was like always fine. Just like that initial turn from summer was just like repulsive. Yeah, maybe it's just motion sickness after your birthday. <laughs> Could be. All the change. <laughs> it's possible, man, was it twirling this year. I feel the same way about the beginning of summer, honestly. Hmm. Like spring is just such a magical time, but I'm always just unprepared for summer to start. <laughs> what? It's 30 degrees out? What the fuck? Where's the rain? Right. I'm just in denial until like late August and then summer's over. I'm like, another <sighs> wasted summer. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible summer once yeah, again. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Too goddamn hot every day. In the meantime, I never went outside. Right. Yeah, every single year is like that. Never went in and... Took on, took in the sights of the uh, the population, if you will. 
Yeah, I, I feel that too. It's just like, oh, yeah, I blew the summer. And you look back, it's like, well, it wasn't. <laughs> oh, I blew it. It was but... another year. Yeah, it just it happened. It's marched forward. Yeah, I don't know. That's why like performance is so interesting to me, just because you can kind of make believe that things are great. Yeah. If only for a couple of minutes. If only for a couple of minutes. And then you just come down to like just stable earth. Mm. Um, which is where I like to be generally. That's the one thing I, I found out from like stopping drinking for ever. Right. Is just existence is pretty great. Absolutely, man. And like, I, for the most part, I don't have anything to complain about. That's some pretty enlightened thinking. Like most of my complaining that I do on this podcast is just because <laughs> the like the zeitgeist is so disappointing that it yeah. doesn't pull me away from my absolutely general life, which is fine, but could be orgasmic. Like it seems like everyone else's <laughs> is, but then ultimately it isn't because all it's they not. do is complain. Exactly. Doesn't sound very orgasmic. Like everyone's just blue balls on uh, on the culture. It's true. I wonder if it, maybe it's always been like that, you know. And like, you know, like was there a time you reckon when the when the culture was like really uplifting and would have actually helped in this process of self discovery? I mean, 2016 was a pretty great year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I learned a lot of shit about yeah, myself and about the world that year. Fair enough. Fair enough. Those are some magical times. <laughs> yeah, man, it seems like a dream. <laughs> I remember being in Uncle Glenn's and watching fucking Trump get elected. It's like, <laughs> wow, where am I? Yeah, man, that was the last time I had any respect for like the comedy community <laughs> and like Hollywood and stuff just because they had some kind of perspective on it. And then they just went downhill just earning checks based on saying fuck Trump. Yeah. And it was just so hack. And then Trump was just like, he was just styling on him for four straight years. Four just straight dunking, years. Of just every day, just fucking utter <laughs> dominant Griffin just over and over. <laughs> There's dozens of tweets just blowing up the, the entire uh, like cultural uh, structures. Absolutely. In the funniest way too. Just utter dominance. And, and the comedian, maybe that was it. It was like, well, the funniest guy is now in charge. So. Yeah. <laughs> Not, like, so few things have been as funny as his Twitter page in my entire life. <laughs> and that's why they had to uh, shut him down at the end. He just he couldn't continue. Really, that should have been a time of, like, worldwide... It should have been a rev like a, <laughs> a renaissance in comedy. Yeah, because he was doing exactly what they were trying to do for the longest time. Like, get a bunch of people together in, like, just defiance of the structural order. And then as soon as it's one person who does it, the rest of them just get <laughs> butthurt about it. Right. Really showed their asses, like, right. constantly. And I just, I couldn't. Especially after, <laughs> like, the Netflix, like, uh -huh. let's, let's have everybody, like, dunk on Trump on comedy specials. <laughs> Just whatever you have, we're gonna give you the money to do a special. And it was just trash heap after trash heap. It's like there's a horse in the hospital. Who was that? I can't even remember. It was just horrific. 
Yeah. Then oh, like the rest of the things was like that was like all the like liberal pet like reality check things were going on then. That's when you get like the twelve years of slave oh. films coming out, just just horrific miscalculations of like <laughs> cultural significance right oh yeah let's graphically show, show the slave trade yeah, why get it <laughs> it's like no we get it well i'm pretty sure we saw that movie together yeah that was that was a weird literally move. like my worst theater experience oh god i'm sorry i hated that <laughs> all the way through well i'h uh, fair enough like, it's a fine movie or whatever. It was well done. Yeah, it was oh, yeah. well acted. The story was perfectly fine. But, like, the subject matter was exactly what I didn't need to see. No. <laughs> and I came in cold. I had no idea what it was about. That was my. That was also a horrifying moment for me. You're like, so what's this about? I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well. <sighs> You're going to watch some slavery porn. So you might need the lube that... Uh, that we provided you in the seats. You're gonna feel the oppression. It's okay. It's okay to be aroused. We know you secretly like it. Don't you like it? The scaffolding is still up. That's crazy. Yeah. It's been nine months. Right? Yeah, since we were here last. Remember how goddamn cold it was that night? Yeah. We're just like trying to light those cigars. <laughs> yeah. Then <laughs> we go on the river in that one place and it's just like slush. Oh. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but yeah, very few things have delivered. And since. Well, I guess it's been that way since about 2010 for me. Okay. Just like right around the time that uh, like the indie scene got bought up by the tech companies and the mm -hmm. advertisers and all that stuff. And just nothing was authentic anymore after it had seemed that so much was coming out of nowhere. In hindsight, it, it may have just all been just a, an industry plot to like... Mm corner a different market but it really seemed like there was going to be a resurgence of guitar music and stuff and <laughs> nope like maybe a second coming of the, the singer songwriter years of the 70s but just just more and more songs just ended up in advertisements right and then the advertisements just stopped having words and they were just the vibes of good songs yeah i noticed eventually they were just vibes and not good songs <laughs> Right. <laughs> I know it's like when when the culture or when like the art scene whatever should have risen to meet the demand of like public angst it just kind of just fell flat. Yeah, it just commodified it again, right? In like the most perverse way. And then you got to figure that's all it was ever doing. Yeah. That's where I landed. Right. And that's kind of what like spurred me on to just actually start writing things in about 2012 2013 because <laughs> i just didn't it had been so long since like a, a disney movie had like touched me in the way that uh it did when i was a child which right 
Um, now I kind of see his uh, <laughs> not in a positive light at all. No, it's like a form of abuse. Yeah. The delusions that it fed that like set me back decades. Um, <laughs> Jesus, the delusions that I had set me back decades. Holy hell. Although I would agree. Maybe not with Disney, but something else. So that's why I, like, I partially want to like write such a big project just so mm -hmm. I can leave something for my family to have right. like a, a better perspective that's a bit more realistic that they can either take or, or leave but it will be a part of them because they're a part of me right something that something that might accelerate that learning maybe that's the whole thing yeah it's like the oral tradition in a sense and also I saw a lot of like there were a lot of artists that came out of that like um, late aughts early 2010 scene who were like dining out on the material of their parents or like the oh. connections of their parents right and they had like one good thing in them <laughs> after that like inherited thing right 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 and then he just disappeared and they disappeared the drugs yeah i forget what was saying this to yet a couple days ago it was like but if that was all you ever did like you you got to that level and yeah you your parents got you there and you you had something legitimate and you maybe put out one good album or whatever where do you even go from there like you have to keep it's like it's like hansen is playing the next eskimos home game hansen hansen is still going oh, well hansen's kind of an exception because they're actually a band true true not a good example maybe but like i don't know like, the, like shia labeouf maybe like he could never just lead a normal life, quote unquote. Yeah. Like he's always gotta be performing. Yeah, it's different when you have like a stage career as opposed to like a film career. Mm -hmm. Cause okay. like an actor like Shia LaBeouf will never have a regular life because he's just been everywhere in like a super fictional form. Mm. So like people see him and expect that like 24 FPS. <laughs> motion blur like dramatic right like five different angles thing and he's just a person like filling a room with his presence right and first of all you see like why he's on camera because he fills a room with his presence mm -hmm. but also you're let down that he's not like some kind of magical being that like <laughs> appears behind you and around you all at once because that's what film memories do to you right right and he always made me laugh whereas like bands and stuff you connect to a song which is just like a creation that's right. abstract right and as much as like you want them to perform it you can just perform it in your head can't exactly perform an acting performance in your head <laughs> anyways no i didn't want to defend handsome so much but <laughs> okay. it seems like they're hard-working dudes it's true yeah i'm not like putting them down i'm just saying they were like teeny pop like teeny boppers essentially yeah but now they're like legit so, but that's the only like, what else could they have done but get legit yeah I mean Mbop is not a simple song oh no and I I'm I'm hesitant to like say things about like the complexity of music because there's so much that could be just 
studio musician musicians like mm -hmm. filling in gaps and stuff but right things that become hits are aren't like hits by accident there's usually some kind of design to it and as much as payola exists there's a lot of like harmonic and melodic and recording mm -hmm. complexity that goes into making things hit um mm -hmm. that if if they had anything to do with it then they deserve some kind of credit for catching a catching a spark oh fair enough <laughs> and then to like have the long tail lead into like stadium shows even if it's like during a sports event that's it's nothing to sniff at no i'm, I'm quite mean, impressed they're getting paid yeah And the millennials are going to eat that up. Oh, hell yeah. Like the Steve from Blue's Clues thing. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like, certain things just missed me. Like, I don't... I don't have any connection to anything. No, like I, don't, I don't... No, I don't either. Like, I enjoy things. There's things I enjoy. There's things I'll go back to and enjoy. But, like, nothing has, like, returned to me by surprise and made me weep. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if such a thing would be possible. Yeah, I don't know what that was all about. It was just like... It like substituted in for some kind of emotional connection. I don't know. Like... I don't, I don't know what that was all about. Well, that was really weird. <laughs> that that just seems like an extension of all the like emotion around Trump as well, like his betrayal of who they thought he was. Right. You can't lead us. You're a TV man. <laughs> He's back. Steve is back. Mm -hmm. He's fucking back. Where, what? <laughs> Where would he have gone? Where would he have gone? But He's that like was human being. Stop dunking on celebrities and maybe you'll appreciate them better so you don't have to weep over the first one that you like that comes back. <laughs> I, think, I think that's it. It's like people's emotions are so heightened, but they're taking it out on this 2D bullshit. <laughs> yeah. It's like you said, it's like, like Trump was the left's dildo for four years. It was like people are just hopping from dildo to dildo, so to speak. It's so weird. Like, I wonder what it is that makes it so uh, strange to me. Like, it, it becomes really uncanny when I think about it. And then when I see it in real life, it's really, like, frightening to me. <laughs> Just because there's so many, like, real-life things that I'm, like, living with. Right. Just, like, just petty struggles of sure. being a person. Yeah. That, like, <laughs> wasting emotional energy on a fictional character. Or even like a real character who I've projected emotions onto. Right. Just seems so wrong and so disrespectful to like my life. Exactly. <laughs> it's so weird. Oh man, if you can get like, if you can get there, man, you're winning. Like someone texted me something about, oh, I can't, I, I just don't know how to feel about Kenny bringing in these vaccine passports. I said, well, it's definitely not worth expending any emotional energy on, <laughs> for one thing. Yeah. A politician lied and became tyrannical? <laughs> You're surprised by that? Like, I really me. think there was a, a very calculated evil mind who was behind <laughs> the, um, the LGBT 
reclamation of the word gay. Uh-huh. Interesting. There's so many things that are just like classically gay right. in the culture that like would have been dismissed in the <laughs> 90s, for example, just outright by everybody. Even the people who wouldn't like be inclined to say it would just accept that something's gay just to like be included. Right, right. And now because we don't have a word for these things. Yeah, now it's just like winning. skating out of control. Well, I don't know if I want this podcast to be the place to start reclaiming it, but... Oh, no, for sure. No, no. <laughs> There is something to that. I mean, we are kind of embodying it. Well, yeah. Microphone. <laughs> People in the park. Ah, fair enough. Talking shit. <laughs> ah, it's better than not doing it, I think. Yep. Man, just a perfect night. Yeah. I wonder what, because I want for like, like I want the ability for my own purpose. I wonder, like, what the calculus is to change people's perception of something so that they don't like apply human qualities to it, mm. like actual human qualities, but they only apply like fictional human qualities. Hmm. Like certain, like we were talking about Johnny Depp. He looks like he stinks all the time, <laughs> but people like don't care. People want to fuck him. Yeah. Like, what is that? What happens between like hmm. him being disgusting looking and people desiring to be close to that disgusting visage? <laughs> Like, I have my own versions of it that I won't get into because it will be too revealing, but <laughs> I don't know well, what me that too, is. I guess. Uh, well, I think you said it right there. It's just, it's it's on some deep... Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, there's things that I <laughs> it's, find... It's the Johnny Depp. That's the Johnny Depp, man. <laughs> Got you by the balls. The balls, Depp. There's just those things that you, when you see them, they just hit on some fucking dirty, perverted level. But it's not perverted to you because it fills in some gap, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I guess you just don't notice it. But, but, you, but it's interesting that he seems to do that for scores and scores of people. Yeah. So, but I don't know. But I don't know. Dare I say it's his sort of straddling the line of masculine and feminine yeah maybe i guess i won't ever get it just because i'm not oriented that way right um, mm-hmm. and i'm sure if like my my things wouldn't make any sense to people who are right or opposite of me in that regard but i, I just kind of want to know what that uh what that is if it can be bottled <laughs> uh Something to ponder, man. What is the Johnny Depp? It's funny, I was talking to Sam the other night and he, I was going on about something. And he's like, well, my life, like I was trying to help him with something and I, I was just using a personal example. He's like, well, my life will never mirror yours. Yeah, that's a good point. But then I was later thinking, but maybe the sort of meta problem solving could be useful. Like the method that I use to solve the problem. 
Yeah. Well, you can use other people like prisms. Right. Maybe not use, utilize <laughs> other people like yeah. prisms. Just mm -hmm. bounce, bounce things off of them and see what you get back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the force is in action and the consequences are up for you to sort out. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's... That's how you know you're getting fucking old when that kind of thing sounds like a joyous occasion. I get to talk to somebody and see what they think, and then I can think about what I think. <laughs> oh, God. Then you start thinking about going back to school. <laughs> you become that person. I should just, get... <laughs> just a chatty 40-year-old. Working on my MBA, actually. Just coffee breath and everybody inside. Oh, no. Anybody got any gum? <laughs> <laughs> Double double, gotta have it. <laughs> oh yeah. Get out of here. Just constantly interrupting conversations about you being so old. Last thing you always hear is it's old. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I was your age. That's why 30 is like the pocket. Like being 30 or so. It's like you're not <laughs> disgustingly old yet. Yeah. At least I've found you. You can vibe with younger and older people. But like you don't want to be fucking 45 and like trying to get on with like a 19 year old girl that you work with. It's like just, just, just no. don't. I, I don't want to be 32 and getting on with anybody, period. No, that's fair. I only have eyes for one woman. I've never met her yet. Ah. Never met her yet. Is she Russian? I ain't never met her yet. <laughs> She's from the Medyet family. <laughs> My name is Never Met Her Yet. Wasn't there someone in the apartment that you were like bumping into or? No. No. Yes, but not no. No. As a nothing turn. there. It's just, I'm just a person <laughs> in, a, yeah. in a life, and for the most part, just letting things happen. Right on. Gotta go with the flow. Maybe when you go down to Texas, you'll find her. Yeah, it'd be fun. I was talking to my uncle about yes. it, and he was showing me a bunch of barbecue restaurants. <laughs> yes. I told him to show me the places where... There's no HACCP rules and people don't wash their hands and he delivered. Nice. So I can't wait. Show me the money. Yeah, I'm very intrigued by Texas. Not Austin so much, but... I would like to see the Gulf Coast. Yeah. Same here. Because if there's anything like the Gulf Coast of Florida, it's fucking magic land down there. Yeah. It's a fairy tale fucking town. <laughs> I mean, whatever came up out of the water and the air, last time I was in Florida, I wrote that whole like eight-page treatment for my screenplay like it just right. pour, poured out of me the whole thing 
There's something to the tropics, man. Mm -hmm. Magical, magical vibes. It is. I think it's got to be part of it is the proximity to the sun. Yeah. Like you're just getting more of that. And also, like, the air is like liquor. Like, it's so. <laughs> it's true. It's so humid. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it just clings. Just Jerry it scared the shit out of me. What is <laughs> it? My hand out of the pocket. It's just a thread from something. Holy fuck! It was clinging to your so my nail. Gross. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised how busy it was when we came down here. Yeah. And now, especially given the new restrictions, you know that we're all oh, taking so seriously. Absolutely. What a, what One day a we're going to wake up and it'll be over and people are going to act like nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, they're going to act like they didn't fucking yell, in some, yell at somebody in Costco. And I swear to God, I'll be beatified by the level of like <laughs> forgiveness I'll have to conjure up. You know, I've been thinking, I, uh, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think there was just a new revelation today about like there, no, there being no evidence of a natural origin. I read another article that was just so waffling and then just blamed the Chinese for obscuring the information. Yeah. It's like, why even write the damn thing then? Thank you and good night. Thank you.